will not ask my people to give up everything they know to serve a sadistic, egotistical, homicidal maniac. I don't think of myself as egotistical. Proud, maybe, but... Space Rock. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everybody and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 386. I'm Scott Johnson and I'm joined today by Brian R.C. Cola Money Shower Dunaway. Ow, that sounds painful. Oh, hi. Welcome to our little suburban crime ridden and social justice warrior nightmare of a neighborhood where you will find puppies in hot cars, unfair vending machines that shoot quarters at you, that steal your money as well irresponsible car owners, delinquent kids, and crazy shop owners who are easily spooked or are quick to wave a broom around and shout nonsense. <gasps> Hell, even our street performers are endangered. Yep, it's hard times for our late night mimes. Can someone please <laughs> think of the mimes? Yep, if I had learned anything about this movie, and I haven't, is that sometimes you have to lose to win. Well, I lost. Where is my win? <laughs> There's no win. Where is my win, Scott? There's no win. Where? There's no win. The only win is <laughs> late night mimes. That's it. That's the only late real win. Late night mimes. What was that guy doing? I don't know. I love. I'm. I'm very excited to talk about him, though. In particular, we'll get to all that in a second. Also with us, Randy Frozen Copsicles, Jordan. <laughs> uh, uh, aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Okay, I'm going to describe something, and I want you to tell me that I'm not talking about recent IRL news. Okay. An aging, balding, ugly man with a big belly, a fake tan, and ridiculously bad yellow hair goes to a foreign land where he's too dumb to understand much of anything. He mistreats the people he meets, and when he speaks, people barely understand him and probably make fun of him the instant he's gone. If he hadn't gone there, war wouldn't have followed him, and the locals would have carried on as usual. But this dummy with the horribly bad hair is too stupid to understand that he's the problem and that the entire world would be better off without him. Oh, man. That sounds a lot that, like uh, a lot like suburban commando to me. I can't, yeah, I can't uh, recognize anything about that that has to do with current events. Or yeah, anything. Okay, really weird, right. weird. Okay, carry no, on then. No, 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 it's all good. Uh, finally, with us, Brian, naked alien Ibbet. Yes. All right. I have to turn this on for this. So prepare yourselves. All right. Because I, you know, gotta use sound effects. Right. It, ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, weighing in at 175 pounds, the Duck Brown from downtown, the Klingon ruler from the cooler, the taxi fixer from the stixer, the blueprint bunker, Charlie Wilcox. 
Oh, thank you. Good. I didn't have to ask you to do that. Oh, yeah. And in the other corner, weighing in at 275 pounds, the apartment finder, the lover of all animals as long as they're not cats, the mind smasher and surfer thrasher, the bullet with a mullet, the real reason RC Cola went out of business, Chef, don't call me Gordon, Ramsey! We watch yes, Let's get ready to bore the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's great That's is you can on. say that without paying anybody royalties. That's fantastic. Yes. Well <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you could you couldn't say it the other way. Yeah, you're, this is this is very fortuitous uh, that you. I did hope that. my volume was okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> totally fine. Perfect. No, Everything you're perfect. perfect. Nailed, nailed it. It was convincing, also smooth and convincing. So check this out, everybody. <laughs> It's Suburban Commando, a DVD sent to us by Jack Fox forever ago. And I mean years ago. And uh, he sends me like these, I don't know, semi-annual G- reminders. Gentle reminder. Yeah, and it's always very <laughs> kind and nice. He's just like, hey, it's Jack. Just, let, you know, a reminder. You got the, you got, you know, some Suburban yeah. Commando. You need to watch that. Here's and the thing. Uh, here we, we are. We yeah. needed some time to prepare ourselves to watch this. <laughs> yeah, dude. I still don't think it was enough time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I need more time. I mean, he sent it to us for a reason. He doesn't. I don't think he reveres it as as a as a good movie. Um, it's it's really really bad. Like really really bad. <laughs> wait wait. I'm I'm gonna need you to define bad. You're talking about the the acting or the entertainment value? Okay, it's perfect for us. All right. Like okay. Film yeah. Sack 101 nailed it. Well done. Like this is the kind of ridiculous we like. We occasionally do movies that are genuinely good. And sometimes we do movies that, you know, could take give or take. But this particular movie is not good by any metric except for is it good for film sack? And that's the only metric it, it matches yeah. up on. That's Hold it. on. Not by any metric. I got to think on that. Name, on, name one. Name I didn't it. I didn't spend the whole movie like wallowing in hate like so many bad movies. Like there were right. plenty of parts of this film that got a chuckle out of me, that kept me paying attention, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Give me a chuckle <laughs> moment. What was funny? Oh, yeah. I can give you chuckles. All right. Brian was chuckling just about the whole time because I'll tell you, there's not much to like about Hulk Hogan. Uh, that's not that's not nice. That's not say. true. He's a wrestler that's man. That's not he's, true, he's, but, yeah. but I will say this. Okay, <laughs> how about this? I don't find him very entertaining in general. Uh, however, the man does some great just. Uh, Humanitarian work? No, no. Oh, gosh, no. He does does these angry looks that just kind of crack me up. I didn't know where you were going with that. I I was trying to say it in the right way without... For some reason, I want to talk about Hulk Hogan 25 years ago. Because, like, today, in 2018, Hulk Hogan is one of our worst living humans. And 25 <laughs> years ago, I... Come on. He was only an entertainer. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had he had zero voice outside of the Hulk Hogan character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, the Hulk like, Hogan character was everything. It was a guy that would say, "Listen, brother, I'm gonna put you in the ring and blah, blah, whatever," and you could you could wrap your you know you could wrap your interest around that if you were into wrestling or whatever. But I don't I don't know if I'd give him worst living human status. I think he's <laughs> among <laughs> our among our worst living humans. I don't like, know. He's a truly, I don't I don't horrible human being. I don't know, man. I, like, I don't wait, wait, that. put it, put him on a scale with other horrible humans like tell me who he's better than in the among the among list like yeah 
Yeah, where would you uh, place him? Let's stick him between two people in line. Who would they be? Let's see. Like, uh, so, so he's obviously not as horrible as Peter Thiel, who funded his crusade. Yeah. How about Weinstein? Where is he in relation to Weinstein? Yeah, I'd put I don't, him. Okay, yeah, no way Hogan is as bad as Weinstein. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. All right, good. So, uh, so they're all in the same queue. It's just there are some people way up ahead. The queue, yeah. the, the queue to hell? Yes. <laughs> Ryan, right Ryan Seacrest. Where is he in relation to Ryan Seacrest? Oh, Hulk Hogan is much worse than Ryan Seacrest. What's Ryan Seacrest up to? Did he do something Ryan, I didn't hear about? He's a beautiful man. Oh, He did have a, he had a little Me Too thing yeah, going he, on. Oh. Did he really? Yeah, they all oh, yeah. do. Everyone does. It turns out that everybody in Hollywood is a freaking little perv, perv monster once in a while. They get, <laughs> they get a little money. They get a, they get a little money. They get a little clout. And then suddenly they're like, hey, baby. And then yeah that's what happens don't do it it sucks don't do it be nice uh, be be tom hanks don't be uh Hulk Hogan. okay i don't 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 tell anybody i to know be like anybody because keep, next week know, tom hanks exactly. will be the i know the trash i know you do it. it's dangerous okay. to do but i feel pretty safe with him for whatever reason so so here's the thing um we're, we're 25 years ago we're talking about um we're talking about entertainment for kids right that's yeah. what all of pro wrestling is it's aimed at like preteens but there's two kinds of entertainment that's aimed at that age group. There's entertainment aged at that, aimed at that age group that only kids would ever watch or want. And mm-hmm. then there's entertainment like this. Like wrestling also catches a few adults who have a really, really well-developed inner child, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, I, I, as I start watching this, I'm like, right, I am supposed to also accept this as an adult. I don't have to just be 12 years old to get this sure right? but also uh, keep in mind i think that pro wrestling has grown up with its audience so i don't i don't mean maturity wise but i mean when when you if you were a kid you were 12 and you were super into hulk hogan in the 80s and now you're you know 50 or 45 or whatever you are and you're still really into pro wrestling and can't wait to see what john cena does yeah. next or whatever okay mm-hmm. but give me a percentage of people who loved it when they were kids and no longer watch it it's i don't I have no idea massive percentage i have no idea but i but everyone that, i know that likes wrestling is our age that, i don't know anyone who's younger than us that likes wrestling yeah i mean jerry and mitzula and you know we, we yeah and you know, it's hitting a little bit it's hitting a bit of a nostalgia uh, point at this it right now for our age group because people are going back and watching it it's, it's it's getting a little bit of resurgence i just feel like it's not it's not even a resurgence thing i just all i'm saying is like if you grew up with spider-man comics there's a likelihood you're going to still sort of be into spider-man later obviously there's fall off but but i don't know any I mean, kids who like you're not, wrestling. you're not debating me right no, like, no no Pokemon no no is aimed at kids but pl- adults play yeah no of course yeah no no absolutely and but but also i would apply the exact same reply to that they it grows up with them and they stay I, with it there are, there are now, kids that grew up in the 90s who cannot get enough of pokemon go now mm-hmm. hell there are kids that grew up in the 80s but who can't get enough mm-hmm. of pokemon go so <laughs> now so what but here's my whole here's my entire point with this i don't think there are kids today well okay obviously it's not across the board but i don't think generally speaking kids today give a shit about wrestling Oh, well, you are I, so I, wrong. Yeah, yeah. You, I, th- I think you're wrong there. I think that your kids don't. And that's what Suburban Commando kind of... Uh, okay, Suburban Commando, the movie. Not wrestling. Let's let's get beyond that just a little bit for a second. And <laughs> no, Suburban movie, Commando, the movie, not the book it's based on. Or right, the, uh, not the book. Not, not, that, not, the, that, not the animated series. Not the long-running series. TV series. Right. <laughs> no, no. The movie from 1991 uh, starring uh, Hulk Hogan. The I think that a lot of this humor... 
it was it was aimed yes at the 11 and 12 year old to get them to the theater but there was also things to appreciate as a parent with a 11 or you know 11 or 12 year old child what were I think they? they what was it they uh Oh, what do you, well, I mean, well, it was, you know, they, they brought all of that relatable uh, situations. That's what most of it was about, was about uh, Christopher Lloyd's character being in a, you know, a, a, jo- a dead-end job and, and having no power. Neighbors, yeah. like being, I mean, it feels yeah. like such a, I'm trying to think of how many Living movies we've seen mm-hmm. in our life like this, where it's a schlumpy guy, uh, you know, gets walked on by everybody in his life, and then something, some fish out of water situation happens, and he's turned around and he becomes like the exact opposite in overnight, right? Like, yeah. Uh, no, it's Rick the Moranis, story. I'm, I'm sure Rick Moranis has played this character a thousand times. I'm sure. Um, Steve, I'm Mar- sure Steve Martin's been him a bunch of times. I'm like even even something like um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is basically that same idea. It's a, it's it's a little more nuanced sure. and better handled, but. Sure. It's this guy who's kind of, oh, I got to get out of this meeting. I hate it. This guy's looking at my my proposal sucks. I'm not going to make it on this plane. Uh, my life's hard. And then, mm-hmm. boom, something weird happens. In his case, he has to spend the next, you know, two weeks with John Candy or however long it takes. But uh, it's kind of that this same sort of- idea. It's like this enlightenment right. for the for the suburban white father. Yes, the sub- suburbia was a huge theme uh, during the late 80s and early 90s and how to overcome uh, and, and go on these great, grand adventures mm-hmm. in our, our small suburban towns yeah. without even leaving it. So, yeah, that, that was but that was a reflection of our culture at the time, because we were just now coming out of the 80s where everybody got a job and everything was unfair. There was a lot of money being handed out, but. Not to everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you, trickle down economics. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, there, there was a lot of things that were reflective of the time in this movie, even though it was poorly. I wouldn't even say it was poorly done. I would just say that. Oh, it's poorly it was done. Handed, okay, look at let's say some trivia. It it was handed down a couple of times because it was originally uh, set to be the the screenplay was written with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in mind. Yeah, uh, and those guys said, "Nah, we're gonna do twins instead." <laughs> and so this got this got picked up by New Line Cinemas, which, by the way, was during the late '80s, early '90s, was all class, right? All uh, class. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. They almost went out of right. business, and then they got picked. Uh, what saved them? Was it Lord of the Rings? Something like N- that. Saved no, them. no. Not, uh, was it Lord of the Rings? I thought it was Nightmare. Well, Nightmare uh, on Elm Street, kind of. Uh, was, I can't remember, but Lord too. of the Rings that saved some. Documentary is great, by the way. I thought it was New Line, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Might have been. Maybe it was New Line. I can't all remember. Right. Anyway, doesn't matter. I think you're right. Yeah. All right, so yes, it doesn't matter, but uh, I forget my point now. Yeah, well, here's your point. Here's your point. I got your point right here. Point. I got I your point, point right up. here. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be that Schwarzenegger thing. Uh, he th- usually in the trivia we see Schwarzenegger's name, we just roll our eyes and go whatever. But it's actually true in this case. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of documented stuff about how it was a very different thing, and he wasn't supposed to be an alien uh, mercenary. He was supposed to be a regular army commando special forces guy, and was forced to enter suburbia and. Uh, you know, figure out a way to deal with himself. You know, still sort of fish out of water. Um, another movie like this, this is, is like the. What's interrupt for one second. We lost Randy. He's in. We uh, did. Oh well, shit. He's Let's... in call waiting. If you can pull him back. Call to him back. There he and is, right there. Sorry. So Sorry, you're right. It was. I think you're thinking of the pacifier. There's been plenty of these. Yes, the pacifier. Thank you. Pacifier is a good example. Yeah, yeah. So I. So when I. So this is what's funny. I came into this movie going, "That's the movie. This is. It must be. This yeah. must be the movie where." Uh, Hulk Hogan plays, uh, you know, a special forces Navy SEAL guy who's just doesn't know how to deal with regular life. 
And when I when it started, I went, oh, no, no, he's an actor who's in cheesy movies. And when he and he can't get any more work in Hollywood. So then he enters normal suburban life because I thought that whole thing at the beginning with the space battles and the stuff was just yeah. like, oh, here he is in a movie he's in. Like act, right. last action yeah, hero kind of style. Right. Lax, yeah, last action hero. It was that badly a film, right. special affected and acted and <laughs> right. Yeah, easily, it could have easily been pivoted uh, so that he was just a commando and on the run from I don't know some Libyans or something. I mean, it could have easily pivoted this script quickly and uh, and and been just that. Yeah. And so why didn't they? Do you think that you think the spaceman <laughs> aspect? added or took away from the, I think the, it absolutely took away from everything. I think it's a <laughs> terrible idea. It didn't work on me at all. Like I give think a, that sucked. Give us give us a better scenario then. The character keep the character but basically the same. But give us a better scenario for him to come into this situation. I think their original idea of a of a special ops army guy, you know, is a well, better even, idea. I mean even yeah. if it was a uh even if it was still space dude, space warrior, and he just, you know, he got shot, his ship went out of control, and he just landed on Earth, as opposed to, oh, I need a place to hide out. Oh, why don't you take a vacation? How about planet Earth kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, like, I actually like that stupid part of it, because I was like, it makes <laughs> yeah. it more it makes it more relatable, because like we all get burnt out, and it's like, oh, look at this. I thought the idea of a burnout space hero, I but, thought that was actually kind of fun. Going like, all the way back to the beginning of the film, like Scott asked, what made you chuckle? I thought the first sequence with him arriving on the ship and blowing everybody away and stalking his way up to the bridge by cutting an elevator and so on, I thought that was really fun. And admittedly, I'm giving it credit for being good-bad, right? Like, mm. it's obviously a bad movie, and it makes a, it makes a case for I'm a bad movie from the get-go. And I bought it. And if you don't buy into that, then you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you have to buy into it. I had more fun with the beginning because, again, I thought it was a facade. I thought at the end it would go, cut. All right. Well done, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Go do your stuff. And then he'd walk off going, oh, I'm so tired of this acting business. You're fired, Hulk Hogan. And then you have to go to the suburban. You know, that's what I thought. You got to go live with Shelly Duvall. You're out of here. Now, the fact. <laughs> The fact that this was straight up like, no, he's in space. Like, this is supposed to be real, and and he's now going to Earth. I guess that works better. Like, if you put Schwarzenegger regular army in the situation, things like a paper boy hucking a paper at you doesn't seem like a foreign event. Or, you know, like he would freak out and see somebody say... I don't know what was something somebody well, did. Somebody delivering the mail wouldn't all of a sudden be, oh, you've got an intruder. I'm going to yank that guy right through mm-hmm. the mail slot. Right, sure, that wouldn't could, have happened. You could have him. You could have him. You know, having some kind of PTSD kind of thing. You could probably, you know, looked at that. You could that have made scenarios, probably. sure, but 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 yeah. the ones they chose wouldn't have worked. The skateboard flying off into Foreverland is is that wouldn't have worked. Uh, Who welds a truck on a skateboard anyway? Jeez, <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to weld your trucks. Aluminum crap's gonna yeah. just break right Look, off. You're the Tony Hawk. Okay, you're the Tony right. Hawk of this group, so I I trust in what you have. To Christopher say. Lloyd, <laughs> by the way, I I I couldn't figure out if it was. I was like, ah, oh, is this so great? We got Christopher Lloyd in this movie because I I have never watched a movie with Christopher Lloyd that I didn't at least go, wow, he made that better. Yeah, and I think he made this better, but I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you, could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. Right. It could have been anybody. 
but he did a really good job of that simmering frustration thing. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can do that well. Anybody can do it, but he did it well. I appreciated it. I knew the whole movie that the, the uh, under the surface anxiety for him would explode every now and then. And whenever it did, I really enjoyed it. Best right. actor in this thing is uh, Larry Miller, in my opinion. I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, that was uh, a, that was the other thing. Mm. I Larry Miller always plays this guy. He yeah. always plays it's the Larry same Miller. guy. It's the same guy yeah. every time. But he's really good at that guy, and I like I that use, guy. Uh, I use a little icon of Larry Miller, and I think I use it in Slack actually as my avatar because yeah. I think I look like Larry Miller with a mustache and a goatee. I can see that <laughs> a little bit, that. absolutely. 20, 10, 15 years younger, hopefully. But yeah. can you be can you be annoying and condescending? Is oh, like Larry Miller? It can, it's like that's second nature to me. Yeah, I just oh, yeah. I just hide it for all my podcasts. Comes but leaking out. Boy, no as soon as the at. microphones are off, holy cow! Yeah. You guys, you guys should hear. Up, right? You guys should hear Ibit pre and post show. It is oh. unbelievable. Yeah. the kind of the kind of beating we take but anyway Where's larry, my grape give me some grapes i want some grapes this water is uh slightly tepid larry miller cold water larry miller you will always see in like every one of those christopher guest fake documentary movies he <laughs> yes. is in like uh you know little bitty parts and lots and lots of things and yeah. every time i find him uh, completely delightful i mean he's a total dick in this yeah, but but he's funny he actually only had the things to say that the only times i laughed in the movie was when he said a few things and you movie. know but, like you know he's got to be he's got to be just the nicest guy in the world oh probably you, know? sure. you don't know that you don't know that at all he might be we hope <laughs> we hope how do you know that no i just I, I strongly strongly dislike uh larry miller the actor the performer like i have no idea what he's like uh you know off off stage but uh, it, like for me, you like the, the, the pinnacle of all that yeah. is the fact that so it's the Edwin Poole character from Boston Legal. Yeah, uh, that that character it, it feels like his natural personality, <laughs> and that that's what gets to me. Yeah, but you don't I, know I that any more than Ibbett knows like if this. he's nice, though. You don't know that any more than he knows. So I don't. I don't. I have yeah. no idea. I but just know that I've seen. I've I seen think this. He's a dick. <laughs> I've seen this so many times that when he, when I, as soon as I saw his name on the screen in this movie, I'm like, oh no, we're gonna get that thing. Oh, I love and that sure thing. Enough, it was, and it's like, can can somebody cast Larry Miller as something other I than think, an asshole? Please? Well, I think he does. I think uh, isn't there other movies? I'm looking at his lineup right now, and I couldn't remember who he played in any of these, but. But ten things I hate about you. you. Isn't he just like a kind of bumbling principal? Like there's no, he's, there's... he's the dad, and I love I love that he's the dad. He that's like my favorite role he's ever done. It was such a good fit. I think they I think they wrote the role to fit around the Larry Miller. Mm. And he wasn't uh, he wasn't jackass Larry Miller in that one, right? No, no, he was sarcastic Larry Miller, oh, but well, but but it felt like he should be because his daughters were just outrageous, you know, and he yeah. he needed to have that attitude. Uh, to combat that so well, i thought that was he was special. he was really great on the it was in an episode of seinfeld where he played a doorman um, oh yeah that was, <laughs> yeah he was he was jerk uh, larry miller then <laughs> yeah and i love that you know, role so i don't have a problem like, with this i think it's the for, thing for he me, does well you know i'm a, I'm a stand-up comedy aficionado and I've, I've got a massive collection of stand-up comedy and I, I listen to it all the time i have for a very very long time and so for me larry miller is first and foremost a stand-up and this character mm -hmm is kind of his stand-up persona, too. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, he's in a category of stand-ups that do a persona and stick to it. And, uh, you know, like, so, like some of them, they, they are uh, angry at everything. Some of them 
are, you know, like they, they describe themselves as an abusive person to everybody, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and in this case, you know, he's a snide would be the the term. I I think it's very snide. Yeah. He's snide. He's snide. One of the most recent recent things he's done apparently in 2016 was a one and a half star movie called hot bot about two sexually repressed and unpopular teenagers discover a lifelike (laughs) supermodel sex bot. Thrilled at the chance to finally have sex, Huffy and Nard go to great lengths to protect Huffy their newest Nard. discovery. And aside from Larry Miller, I want to watch this. <laughs> the most famous actor or actress in this, I believe, looks like Angela Kinsey from The Office, oh, who wow. played Angela wow. on The Office. Wow. But what's funny is he does, I, I mean, it's, it's not like he does nothing but that. Like in 2017, he was in one of the episodes of Runaways. And uh, uh, let's see, uh, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. the, the B movie thing. Anyway, one of the things I like about him uh, is that this. I assume he's just always existed and never not existed in Hollywood. He's very right. early here. His first movie was Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. His, oh, that was his first. Yeah, wow. his pretty, his fourth. Pretty young, and that I was mean. just the year before this thing. And then Sub- Suburban Commandos in '91, just a year later. That's his fourth movie. So he was in a bunch of those or four movies during that time. But this is like fresh, brand new. Straight out of stand-up, and I think, Larry Miller. And I think he played a decent, like, didn't he play, like, the hotel manager or something, the hotel that Richard Gere and Julie yes. Roberts were? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the like, one. And he helped her out a little bit, and it was Jason Alexander got to play the, the dick. Yeah, he was <laughs> the dick. He was the dick, and apparently him and, so, so according to the stuff I'm reading, Larry Miller, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, and Jason Alexander are all, like, super buds, like, Oh, really? Larry Miller, too, huh? Yeah, like giant pals all the time hanging out. And that's why he's always in a Seinfeld thing. So he's in that B movie. Oh. He's in. Is he? Does he get in the cars ever? Uh, I was just going to ask if he was ever in the cars. I don't think he's done coffee. it yet. And he's not in the new season, as far as I can tell. So it's weird that he hasn't been. That would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm looking at the list, and he's never been on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. Huh. So Maybe should... he doesn't like coffee or cars. <laughs> or cars. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's afraid of cars. Could be. Okay, that's like, a, that movie didn't like cars. Randy, that is that's all the Larry so Miller are going to do. Much Larry yeah, that's all the Larry Miller you're going to get. And I mean, but okay. part of part of the reason I brought him up and I forgot to mention it is it's hard it's hard living in Utah and talking about Larry Miller because Larry Miller oh. in Utah is this enormous car magnate. car magnate. He died. He's not here anymore, but he owned the jazz, the Utah jazz. He owned the, the, the arena that the jazz played in. Like the whole reason we got an NBA team was this dude. So like he is everywhere. These movie theaters I go to all the time are all the megaplex things are all owned by him and, or now his company and his sons run it. So it's impossible to live here and not bump into Larry Miller's name all the time. So seeing this on screen and knowing it's a different guy is freaky and, that's why I wanted to bring him up. But we never have to talk about Larry Miller again, uh, Randy, ever but again, ever again. But, so, but we may never get a chance to talk about Jack Elam, I believe he is. He, he was in lots of stuff. The the colonel on the, uh, in, in the front oh, yard yeah. never left there. Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, had that crazy voice too, didn't he? Yeah, that crazy, and he had that one eye, that that lazy eye, and it was just, yeah, was oh, he yeah. in Cannonball Run? I mean, he, he was, was in Cannonball Run. That's, that's the only other place... I've ever remember seeing Jackie Lum. <laughs> he was in a lot you know, of TV shows. You know what's crazy is the when you, we first meet him, like you say, he's just sitting there on the front lawn, and he says something about he references uh, basically being a, a, a colonel in the army, and he says, yeah. Uh, "Yeah, I haven't heard anything like that since 1944." And I'm right. like, "Wow, okay, that can't be. He, there's no way he was, you know, like old enough to 
Jack Elam was old enough to have been in World right. War II. Nope, nope. He was 24 in 1944. Yeah, oh, wow. no, totally. He's, a, he's an old man in this movie. No, people, in the, look, the, if you're making a movie in 1986 through like 1995, you you were portraying the, the, the old funny veteran next door was World War II vets. They <laughs> yeah, weren't, yeah, they weren't yeah, Vietnam the vets yet. The Vietnam vets are what we use today. Because they're he's, all about he's no that longer age. with us, right? I mean, he, Correct. No, he, died, I, he died in 2003, so he was 83 okay. when he died. Yeah. Okay. So, he also dispensed with the the sage advice of how he's going to wrap the movie up, and as soon as he said, it's like, uh, there's your answer to the end of the movie. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen a movie with more uh, Chekhov's skateboards and Chekhov's guns? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so coming. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's skateboard. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've never Chekhov's seen movie. a movie that introduced more things early on and returned to them later yeah. for for no reason. Like, there's no real. A payoff, right? No, I mean the kid. I thought the kid was other than a chuckle. Well, I was looking forward to the kid getting his little souped-up space version of a skateboard because I thought well, it was going to send the kid to space or something dumb. Right. I mean that boy. Talk about uh, chicken the bucket. Like he gives this kid the skateboard that looks like a death machine with no instructions, no training. Right. And the kid just takes it, and the movie ends. And I, I think, I think you know that kid's going to go on like a killing spree with that thing. Yeah, it oh, looked terrible. Absolutely. It looked yeah, terrible. He, he and those totally, ki- oh, his kids. I he hate totally those kids. corrupted. He totally corrupted <laughs> the the Earthlings because we've got we've got a Christopher Lloyd carrying around a, a gun now, and he's destroying red lights. By the way, we have a set of red lights in our town where I go to work every day, and literally it is set to time so that you can see the next red light, and you mm-hmm. know it's green, and you know when you leave, you're going to be in a wave, and if you. Even if you nail it, even if you like go 60 <laughs> through there, you're just barely not going to make it. It's going to hit your red light every single time. And, that, so let's, and let's talk yeah. about that scene because that, that I, gag, don't, I don't think yeah. I understand it. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. So that gag is, is kind of classic, right? Like everybody who commutes oh, knows what it's like. It takes forever. You're driving a crappy car. There's other people around you. It's the same people every day. They're all miserable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But for some reason, this movie doesn't actually depict it. It gives you like some impressions of it, right? Mm. But it doesn't like, like, you know, like the beginning of uh, Office Space actually gives you the whole scene. Right. For some reason, this movie just gives you Christopher Lloyd in a junky car and it, it just gets worse and worse as the movie goes well, on. Well, so I'm with Ibit here, though. Explain to me the part about beating that light because the in the intersection right. itself oh, yeah. well, it, was, it, looks it, was like, a... it looks like they're not stopped at a light above them it looks like they're stopped a block away at another it's light a, right <laughs> it's a character it's a character development thing but it was not portrayed very well i don't know if they just had like 20 minutes to shoot this this or something but it, it was all shot in one shot and it was a weird because you don't have any cars come in and all of a sudden you got like bunch of cars coming all at the same time mm-hmm. and i guess the idea was basically to to illustrate that uh, christopher lloyd's character even he must obey all the rules right sure he, sure. he only no, wants that to part I get. that part i told yeah, you i got that as well right. but also, the, the logistics of that of that intersection is a little lost on me. no no right. that was, no, that was, it, was dumb. it was all it was all messy and and that's what i'm getting at like they they didn't they didn't like depict the joke mm. there's a there's a joke there and you're supposed to laugh when you see his this car was... in the last time and right. it's completely destroyed, but he's still driving it, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to laugh, and then he gets way out in front of everybody and turns around and shoots the overhead light. You know, that's supposed to be like, yeah, comeuppance for those stupid red lights. Right. But yeah. they, they haven't told that joke 
in the first place. You know, they've only given you shots. Yeah. yeah and it seemed it, like he was more angry at the people around him than he was at that light, you know, building right. up to that moment. And then when he shoots the light, I honestly think that, you know, if this movie were to continue on for another couple hours, God forbid, <laughs> um, we would have seen him slowly turn into Michael Douglas's character from <laughs> yes, falling down. Falling down. God, I love that movie. <laughs> You know what? That's it. I wouldn't. Get I would. Car, I would. Bats. I would watch falling down with Christopher Lloyd in the main role. Like that's oh, an amazing yeah, no idea. No kidding, right? Yeah, he's you got just the right. What do you mean life. you're not serving breakfast? How come you're not serving breakfast? <laughs> just throwing that bat around willy nilly, just waving it at people. So, Ten thirty-one. Are you gonna throw those away? I did. I did a little math on this. This is only five years after. Not yeah. even well. Five years after the original Back to the Future, sure. it's not even it, uh, the. I, I can't remember when three came out, but it's real close. And then yeah. after this, you know, Adam's family and he's uh, cousin Eddie or whatever the hell's his name is. What's his name? Little bald guy. Uh, he was uh, cousin It. No, uh, cousin Uncle Fester. Fe- Uncle Fester. You play it. You play Fester. Fester. You play Fester every year. Ibn, how did you forget? <laughs> I don't know how I forgot. <laughs> Uncle Fester. I played every year. I played. Two years. Yeah, it is. <laughs> two years more than we Every did, yeah. day is Fester for you. What yeah. are you talking about? I don't know why I forgot to bring up Fester in my opening thing. Like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. But this just felt like him paying the bills is what I'm saying. This it is really like paying the bills. Yeah. yeah. Weird. yeah where was like Roger Rabbit around this, right? Like, uh, 80, yeah. uh, that was like 86, 87, oh, that was wasn't it? Earlier. Okay. I think it was before. Right. I'm not 100% sure hmm. on that, actually, but I think it was 80s. But anyway. You know, I enjoyed, yeah. it, I enjoyed uh, Shelley Duvall's character oh of yeah dude i went down a bad rabbit hole let me tell you guys what happened here <laughs> i know you did <laughs> yeah I, you saw one visual uh yeah. <laughs> example of it but i uh thought well what's she doing like like we do with actors i'm like where time. is she right sure. now and i looked her up oh man she's having a real hard time like serious mental disability stuff mental yeah problem. i mean when you sent that photo and in the bottom right corner it says dr phil you know that there's nothing yeah. like he's not saying now we're going to do a special episode where we celebrate the life and times of great actors and actresses. That's right. First up, we got this chick who's in Popeye, like the and the Shining, the Shining, and the Shining. So yeah, he, she, I went, I went down this rabbit hole, and I kind of was, I was also looking at her career and the years that things would come out, and you can see the, the dip, but and it kind of coincides with the dip that she was having, and it's just made me super sad. She's kind of in a real yeah. rough place right now, and it bums me out. But um, and the thing is, the reason I showed you guys that photo wasn't so much that, oh, look, age happens. It was that mm-hmm. the ravages of mental illness happens and it yeah. has a physical. Yeah, she was unrecognizable. I, I uh, uh, showed the photo to Tina and uh, our friend Chris and said, all right, give you a buck if you can identify this person. Yeah. And I had to give them like, uh, you know, she was in a movie directed by Robert Altman. She was in a movie directed by Stanley Kubrick. She mm-hmm. was, you know, and, and finally they got it. It's like, yeah. wow. Really rough, man. I feel yeah. bad because mm-hmm. she's, for sure. She's, I don't know, when you're in Hollywood and you, you are at one point kind of a star and then I, that can be cruel. Like she's people, a, totally. she's always been, she's always been unique. And I think when she was younger, uh, playing to her uniqueness uh, benefited her greatly. But as, as she's gotten older, it, it the, that uniqueness is kind of, turned into something different well she's one of the she's she's one of those great perfect castings so we've done popeye on the show yes Mm -hmm. there was never a better choice for 
for olive oil. Oh, ever. for olive oil, no doubt. Yeah. Ever, ever was there? I mean, who else ever could have done it? I can't think of a soul. Nobody was as skinny and lanky and oh, Popeye and all the style or no, everything about to, it. She didn't have to change her voice that much to do the role. Yeah. She didn't have to change her look that much to do the role. It's perfect. It's almost too perfect. It's almost in, yeah. you know so much that it. Oh, we've seen her in three. We've seen her in uh, Time Bandits as well. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Right, she was the princess with uh, Michael she's Palin. Like, well, she's the woman that they always keep to seem uh, seem to keep running into with Michael yeah. Palin in yeah. different periods of time. Yeah, and Palin's always like, "Oh, I need fruit. I need fruit." Or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And she's got a uh, she's got a supporting role in one of my favorite movies of all time, Roxanne. Yeah. Oh and, God, I haven't and, seen that movie forever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I actually. A friend of mine kind of got me thinking about like what would be your personal top fifty, like not the not the best movies of all time as far as you're concerned, sure. but the fifty the fifty movies you would choose to take with you to to watch before you die or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I thought Roxanne <laughs> Man, came up. If Deserted Island is where I'd go. I don't know about the here. Take these fifty <laughs> movies and go That's die. That was weird. You're about to die here. Watch these movies. Yeah, Make sure you rewind when you're done. Yeah, <laughs> be kind. Rewind and then die. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I agree with you. That movie was a huge. That was a huge part of my growing up. I loved that movie, and I forgot she was in it. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. We should do that one one day. That seems like a yeah. And I'd be curious to see if it holds up because I I'm with Randy, man. I love that movie. Yeah, it was and, great. Uh, Wasn't it? Ba- is based on that Sergio Sergio Cyrano de Bergerac. De, yeah. de Bergerac. Oh. De Bergerac. I never Not could to be say confused it. with the guy who does America's Finest Home Videos. <laughs> uh, by the way, somebody died making this movie. Speaking of death, let's tell you about this. <laughs> I, this doesn't seem worth it for a movie like no, Suburban Commando. No. You know, like if you're making a movie like, let's say it's Apocalypse Now or something, no one yeah, died. Die as during Ben Hur. Don't die during right. the Superman Commander. Right. It feels just unfair. But anyway, special yeah. effects technician Michael Colvin was accidentally killed on the stage of the second unit visual effects shoot. He fell through the trap door while testing it. And they still use the trap door and the thing for one of those hmm. those hitmen to fall through. But it was uh, it was it also was that some guy. State- yeah, mainstays of bad guys during that time. Those two, those two guys. Well, one those of them was guys. one of them was the Undertaker, right? Um, what's his name? I don't know his real name. Yes, but, uh, uh, Mark Calloway. Yeah, the, Undertaker. The, the actual wrestler, the Undertaker, who, yeah. in wrestling terms, had a huge rivalry with uh, with Hogan. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. I mean, I am zero wrestler guy. Yeah, so all I, of them. Yeah, always had they always everybody had yeah. They, you'd get a, it would come around to you, right? Like if you weren't having a fight with Hogan, you would eventually. Like right, that's just the way it right. worked. But um, anyway, are that you guys was that watching? Dude. I don't mean to jump track, but you guys watching the second season of Glow, the glorious ladies no, of I've, wrestling? I've heard, I've heard season two is fantastic, is what I've heard. Yes, oh. the first one was fantastic, and I'm enjoying season two so far. I'll let you know how it ends. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, we're just wrapping up. Uh, uh, Westworld because Tina was gone for almost a week, so I had to wait for her to finish that one. But that's cool though because you guys are binging it now, so that's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, loving it. That shows a lot. Better Do you guys binge. watch the? Have you guys watched the uh, the the Punisher? I don't mean to sidetrack, man. I'm just totally sidetracking. But I <laughs> I was season, amazed. Well, I mean the only season, I guess. The only yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I was like, I I had no idea. I did, I thought it was going to be poo. The first episode blew me away. Is it? Does it stay good? Yeah. No, that's it, a hell of a good? series. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. I think it's the best thing the of the Marvel things. I love it. Marvel of TV. the Netflix. Yeah, uh, of the Netflix things? Marvel stuff. I think it's. I mean, look, it's it's the one with the most action, the most vengeance, the most like it. It's clearly going to appeal to me more than 
I don't know, the slow burn that is Iron Fist or something. Mm-hmm. But so it feels almost like a cheat to say that it's the best of them. But for me, it's the one that's the most entertaining. I really like it. Interesting. Um, anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, here's another thing this movie didn't deserve. There was a video game based on the film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came out in 1993. Wow. In the game, you play Shep Ramsey and you shoot your way through asteroids. General Suter's troopers plant a bomb on General Suter's ships and collect various parts of your ship on Earth so you can return back out to space. Uh, you fight one of the bounty hunters, collect power crystals, and then do battle with General Suter in the end. Uh, but if you win, does the arcade machine throw out a little white flag? <laughs> Dude. I hated that so oh much. Oh my god, yes. Oh, yeah, that was horrendous. I hated that. Oh. He was playing Star Commando. Give it up, Dragos. Except it was not Star Commando. No, Where it was, was it was freaking um uh, je- uh, spa- uh what's it called? The game. Hold on. Where is it? Yeah. I wrote it down. Uh, Afterburner. After, it's saying after, yeah. Afterburner. Afterburner. So everything okay. he was telling that kid to do is yeah. not yeah. an Afterburner. Shoot photon torpedoes. I can't. He absorbs them. I already we'll did. Shoot them with your lasers. I already did. Put up your your, uh, your one your whatever shields. Uh, I've already pushed them twice. I'm all out of shields. No, those aren't in afterburner. None of it. None of it. None of I it. I was so pissed. <laughs> and then when they put the flag out the back, I went, "All right, we're going there." There's like yeah. it's like the, the. Are we watching an airplane? What is this? Oh, I was so. When did we make a Watch an actual movie. Jump a shark. Right. <laughs> It's the worst treatment of arcade games I've seen in a while in a movie. Yeah. And that, and that's and that something. arcade was just a closet. I mean, it was literally just a closet yeah. somewhere with like. You know, I was more paying attention to the joust machine behind Same, it, which looked oh, yeah, like somebody yeah. had, had started the game just so there'd be movement on there. The the dude was just sitting there on the bottom uh, center panel and the uh, pterodactyl kept coming you know, in and, and waylaying him. Yeah. Of I'm gonna course. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that <laughs> I'm gonna say that all these scenes that were poorly put together was second unit director stuff and they don't even list them in the IMDB, but whoever you were, we're coming for you. Yeah. yeah. Especially your, for your brother. that arcade bullshit was so stupid. And also was, the harder you play an arcade game does not increase its yeah. likelihood right. to it's melt fun. and turn on fire and explode. Unless he has some oh. kind of unless we're implying that he has some kind of superhuman abilities because he's not an earthling maybe he's able to bend reality or something okay but. fine but they don't have that in any other part of the movie and if they did fine i can i'll allow it but then you got the white flag at the end and then you've ruined it again like there's no saving that scene it's terrible yeah. and that's the whole movie it's him walking around misreading everything it's yeah. just it's oh how do you tell yeah. if it's a good melon you squeeze it oh right in the lady's right. face like, I actually I, laughed at that. I actually thought that was dumb, and I also one, laughed. The yeah. one thing he does read magically and correctly is the apartment for for rent sign that just yeah. has an arrow oh, with no yeah. address or anything. Yeah. He just and he this keeps way. looking back at it as he's looking to find his way. Like, okay, I'm going this way. I was. Oh, the arrow still there. points this direction. Okay, you. Some- I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad, and I was like, I was like. I guess that makes sense because if he's an alien, a street address wouldn't do him any good. He wouldn't understand studio addresses probably. So I guess arrows are kind he, of a thing. He does understand some things, and I think Ebbett's got a yeah. point. It's a yeah. oh, he it's has like a very point. convenient what he understands and yeah. doesn't. Right. And would the movie have been? Would it have? Ki- would it have? Would it have killed the movie you? to have a have an address on there just to make it like less of a, right. a weird leap? <laughs> and, and also, you know, there's just things where I'm just like, what what's happening right now? When they, when we first, uh, not when we first meet him, but when he comes uh, into the house the first time, uh, 
Duvall and Lloyd turn around and he's holding their children up by the neck. Yeah. Oh, by, yeah. the, by the back. Of their neck or by the back. Whatever. Yeah. Like what apparatus is he using? Right. Like, that's not, that's not something I don't care how strong you are. You can't hold a child by yeah. the scruff of the neck. That's not a thing. You know, I, they just come from a uh, uh, mountain climbing class and they had harnesses. Yeah, that we couldn't yeah. see, and uh, I kind of liked how some of the. I, I really felt like there was probably some lead over from wrestling uh, setups that kind of led into some of these these props and setups. I was like, oh, Hulk Hogan's like, let me tell you how we do it on the wrestling show, yeah. and you know they they kind of put some of those those wrestling stunts and things in this movie. I actually enjoyed that part, and I also actually enjoyed. Uh, I actually enjoyed the props. I thought the props were all right. I thought his muscle enhancing suit was all right. I thought his gun was kind of unique. I thought the ships looked well. The fairly, gun fairly decent, according to the trivia. The gun was uh, leftover props from Masters of the Universe. Oh yes, it had to had to be. And that in the uh, I was trying to figure out it wasn't wasn't Ghostbusters, but the but the oh detective, no, it was, it was Ghostbusters. Was it Ghostbusters? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it the little PK. You know what do they call that? PK PK PK. PKE meter. That's Ecto, what it is. Ectoplasmic e, e, I can't remember. PKE. Yeah. That's it. Proto. P- proto. proto k- kinetic entertainment. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it stands for. But that was like their homing device turn left, turn right in yeah, this thing. And right, they yeah. just. And as soon as I saw it, I went, I know what that is. What, 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 what what is that in here for? Why did yes. why didn't they just get for that Ferrari with the with the with the with the chatty uh, alarm system? Why didn't they just get Kit if they were borrowing stuff out of the you know the Hollywood <laughs> yeah out of the out of the freaking uh, they were dumpster diving right. for old props. Jeez, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, yeah. Why not? I, that car also very annoying. Uh, oh, the whole I've fallen, yeah. I can't get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to die. Which again, if you look at the trivia. Somebody obviously wrote this uh, who is younger than uh, yes, younger that, than that 30. <laughs> says, the line used by the sports car as it dies, I've fallen, I can't get up, was a legendary line used by WWF legend Bobby the Brain Heenan what? and widely regarded as one of the best one-off lines ever said on commentary. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, yep, yep. Poor, no. poor, uh, I can't believe poor that. life alert uh, lady. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I was going to say Clara the- Peller, but she was Where's the Beef. Have you seen the updated uh, commercials for Life Alert? They actually still do that they kind of. They use her again. Yeah. Yeah. Or weird. use a video, like old video of her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird stuff. I'm falling. <laughs> hey, uh, D- uh, Dunaway, you like Simon and Simon, right? Isn't that, you're, aren't you the one that's a big yes, fan of that? Yes. Okay. Lo- well, I love all those. Simon and Simon and mm-hmm. Riptide, all those mustache wearing crime solving guys from the 80s <laughs> yeah man. Manix. yeah Manix. Like Manix? Manix is pretty Magnum good. pi i loved all that stuff. okay well i have great bad mustache and salsa i crime. got good news for you then because this director who's mostly yeah. known for old westerns this is his second to last uh directing credit his last film uh directing directing credit so he ended he on suburban for the other one wasn't he yeah the other, the other one, was, one was like posthumous yeah it was posthumous 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 it might have been post posthumous i don't know posthumous posthumous um <laughs> it's all pre-humorous too none of his stuff is pretty yeah. humorous <laughs> but he directed a crap load of simon and simon episodes a couple of magnum pis like this is his thing man but but yes. but in the 60s and 70s the train robbers support your local gunfighter. The devil's backbone. Dirty Dingus mm-hmm. McGee. Dirty Dingus. Dirty Dingus. <laughs> yeah, he's got a name. There's a movie in here called Dirty Dingus McGee from 1970. That sounds like something you'd come up with when you can't remember somebody's name. <laughs> I know it does. Yeah. 
So I kind of want now. I'm sort of interested in seeing Dirty Dingus McGee. But <laughs> what a weird pick for this, though. Like, yeah. Hey, old man Kennedy, how you feeling? You wanna, you wanna, you heard of re- wrestling? You know who this guy is? Well, no. Okay. Well, whatever. We just need you to point cameras in a direction and tell people when to cut. Yeah, it was kind it of feels. out of his wheelhouse because he really hadn't. I mean, you look at his credits; he really hadn't done any sci-fi, which this was supposed to be sci-fi comedy. So it was it was interesting to see his take because there there was parts of this that almost felt like yes, we have a veteran in the house who knows what they're doing. A lot of things are uh, are actually tied well together, but then you have like the car racing scene. That's the reason I'm like that doesn't seem like something. He mm-hmm. would do. It seemed more like he was like, "Hey, second unit director, go out and get it." And then when he came back, he's like, "Oh my god, just whatever, just yeah." What I got like a ten million dollar budget? Let's just do this thing. I Let's don't think they had even that. Like, yeah, this none of this right? seemed expensive. Yeah, like, the only the only part of it where I'm like, "Oh, okay, those are pretty good special effects," is when the spaceship takes off at the end and it yeah. goes up and the legs kind of curl under. I'm like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." Why? Where was that the whole rest? Right. Also, the the <laughs> alien the alien makeup the body makeup for that alien was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. it didn't yeah. it wasn't like, you know, you weren't dying and going that, Man, that's that like... ash, uh alien kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the under the skin. <laughs> oh, right. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy uh died also re- uh, right after this. He he died the same year, 1991. Oh, jeez. He uh oh, did the president kill him? Just, <laughs> no. It was his final uh final thing. He was only 60. And um he was interesting. I mean, he was so over the top, but he was he was fine. You know, if you're looking for like a Ming the Merciless style over the top kind of guy, he was fine. I did. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed some of his his uh, Popeye kind of under the breath. Uh, they kind of made me laugh. Oh, right. <laughs> I like yeah. that kind of stuff, too. That was all right. I mean, there yeah. were things there were just there were a few things that were fine. I mean, this to me is like. You know, how do you, if you ask somebody, how do you feel about Harry and the Hendersons? And they say, if they're positive about it, you can say, well, then you might like Suburban Commando. And I'm not saying they're comparable. Uh, I think Harry and the Hendersons is a better movie, but it's those things where you just mix a little reality with not reality and it's relatable, but then it's out of this world and, and it's not meant to be special or fancy. It's just, you know, bring your 12 year old, he'll have a good time. You'll eat some popcorn, you'll go home and, and one day you'll think fondly about it. You didn't even bring them. You just got this on tape. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I mean, that's this this whole thing. Uh, when this came out, I was let's see, ninety one. I was absolutely not in the demographic for this. This would not have interested right. me at all. So this was my first viewing. I assume we all are in the same boat. Had anybody mm-hmm. seen oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, last, and <laughs> that that's that's a laminate seal. And outside of that DVD was there until last week when I opened it up and said, "I guess this time." Yeah. I guess I waited long enough. By the way, mm-hmm. it was a perfect time because now we're down to just one blockbuster. Oh, I heard about States. this. Yeah. Where yeah. is where's yeah. the location? Bend, Oregon. Oh, oh, Bend, Oregon. Bend, that's Oregon. Right. The one in Alaska closed. Right. Leaving, yes. uh, leaving one yeah, I actually, I actually drove by that blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, about a month ago when I was up there. It's a, it's a blockbuster, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or was I going to say there? There's a Twitter account called the Last Blockbuster yep. that mm-hmm. I follow. That's fantastic. I assume it doesn't actually speak for any existing uh, Last mm-hmm. Blockbusters, but no. Yeah, it's a total parody by somebody who's not even near. But don't you think you gotta have, you gotta keep the one, like you can't. Yeah, I don't you, know. I mean, what's it's the? Uh, it needs to be a blockbuster museum, right? I mean, even if you turn it into a museum, 
it still needs to be why? there because we got to hold on to this. Why? I, I, why? Don't, I don't know it, it either was... why, but I kind of feel the way Dunaway does. I don't so know why. So you need to pay way. an employee to sit there <laughs> for the whole day. Or do you say just leave it as a block? Like it's still even as a museum. Right. I think you go the other way. I think you just have, you literally turn into a museum where you have like, uh, like animatronic uh, robots at the front going. <laughs> and yeah, you can maybe they're, double it with they're, Chuck E. Cheese and have like, right? uh, you yeah. know, guitar you mouse know, playing. There's the guy that. There's a little animatronic guy in the back. All he's doing is just rewinding the tape. He he pushes it down. It pops up. He pushes it down. It pops up. Yeah, I mean, some, somebody's saying I he's actually, de- he's demanding late think, fees. Oh, that's a great idea. I, love I it. think this particular blockbuster is going to last for a while. It's a it's yeah. kind of in a unique spot. It's it's in a town that it has a lot of people who come to the town and then they have vacation homes there or vacation rentals or this kind of thing, like thousands and thousands of such things where you go to one of the dozens of breweries all outside of Bend, and then you, it's the middle of the day, and it's hot outside, so you go to your vacation rental, and you're going to sit and watch a movie that you rented at Blockbuster. It, it feels like it has a chance to last. Yeah, I think, it, mm-hmm. I think it's weird that I feel this way about that lasting and being a, the, the final you know, thing that just sort of is a reminder of what used to be versus I don't care if there's ever a Kmart left. Like I have no right. nostalgia for Kmart. But but Walt, but I used to be able to walk into a uh, a blockbuster and there'd be movie trailers on right. TVs hanging around and there was this feeling in there and it was warm in the in the winter time you'd come in there and it'd be warm and you'd be ooh what's this weird horror movie that I've never seen with this weird cover mm-hmm. my mom will never well, let me I mean, rent you know we just saw the the last Toys R Us's uh, close you know earlier this month yeah, so yeah, yeah and well, i have know, ben, nostalgia yeah ben is a, as a, another thing about bend that's i feel is kind of unique is i don't think people really go to the grocery store much like i say you're you're there for the weekend you bring your stuff maybe you go to restaurants and you don't go to the grocery store that much so there's not a lot of like red box interfering oh, with people yeah. it's just how i got the feeling i got it's oh very so interesting. i didn't realize that ben's like a it's like a resort town or like a touristy town kind of thing or? yeah it's like it's this vacation destination out in the middle of Oregon mm. and it's completely chock full and overflowing with beer. It's breweries <laughs> everywhere. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. That sounds all right. I mean, not I the have beer gone part, to the but... Bend Bulletin. I, I did install there. I mean, there are people who do live in Bend <laughs> who probably yeah. would want to rent movies, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but, uh, uh, just the idea of renting a movie anymore. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know people do it. Redbox I, is look, okay. I, get I it. actually, we still, we did Redbox uh, a week ago to watch Date Night, or not Date Night, Game Night. Because no, uh, I really wanted to see it and I didn't want to wait for streaming. I'm like, let's just get, let's I just pay two bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. When, I, yeah. when I saw Game Night, I thought about you because I, I, that's because like, I, this, this is kind of how I imagine Ibit does. Uh, hopefully you're not thing. thinking the Jesse Plemons character when you absolutely is who I was thinking of. <laughs> no. But wait, why couldn't, why wouldn't you just see like I would just, download pay, pay an extra two dollars to uh was it even that i think you can get it for i can get a well i guess a standard def so you're right if i yeah. want high def i gotta it's six bucks if you want if you want high diff for what right. for for red box or for, for downloading it no no no, no, for, no rental. For, 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 uh, for digital for rental. digital yeah for digital rental but where if you go to the red box and get a blu-ray also high diff uh mm-hmm. for two dollars Maybe two dollar fifty cents, I think. Hmm. And if you're if you're so inclined, you can watch the deleted scenes and the bonus materials and stuff like that. Yes. Well, all I know is, no, everybody I know has told me that game night 
is amazing, and I don't know why it's I fun. haven't seen it. It is hilarious. It, yeah, it's it's I, uh... their chemistry is great. I think uh, yeah. I think Bateman and uh... <laughs> and uh, Notebook Girl. Uh, yeah, Notebook Girl. That's why uh, Claire, 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 Clementine McAdams. Uh, uh, Rachel it? McAdams. Oh, Adams. Adams. Yeah. Ra- Rachel yeah, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel McAdams. Well done, sir. Yeah, yes. I knew I'd get there. Yes. I th- they had some great <laughs> chemistry in that movie. I thought they yeah. worked really well together. Well, I like Jason yeah. Bateman regardless, um, not just because yeah, he looks a little like his hot sister. It's hard after watching Ozark, seeing, seeing him go oh, back yeah. to comedy. <laughs> Something happy. Yeah, yeah no, right, I dude, was, I made the mistake of watching. <laughs> you watched the Ozark, like binged it because you could. It was all out yeah. on at once. That was a fantastic show. Oh, I can't wait so for season good. two and uh, rip through it and then went and watched like, I don't know, season three of Arrested Development. I'm like, oh, <laughs> weird. It's a really weird go back. For Dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome, though. Uh, oh, what else? Got The Undertaker in there. Uh, we talked yeah, about Undertaker. Uh, uh, talked about the man. Oh, we have to talk about this. Yeah, this is my most hated thing in movies. We've discussed it before. We're going to say oh. it now. If you put a man-shaped hole in a wall, you've lost. I me. love it. I thought about you that. Yep, yep. No, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> but see, it wasn't. It wasn't just a man-shaped hole because at first I thought the same thing. Like, oh, he flew through there and some man. That's stupid. But then I was like, oh, he's actually in the hole. So he was more like making an impression. Oh, in the hole. Yeah. Are you there? Wow. Did y'all hear that? Yeah, okay, we, yeah we, we that was just it, me. Yeah. Yeah. No, we lost Brian Dunaway forever. No, he'll, he'll be back. Oh, he's back. There well, he I accidentally clicked a link on IMDb, who decided that it'd be fun to start playing Hotel Transylvania videos uh, uh, as soon as I click on a link, auto autoplay, yeah. and then also apparently just goes, "Hey, I mean, you know what? I'm just going to take up your entire bandwidth." Yeah. So, are are you? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The whole bandwidth thing. Like, are you talking to us on your iPhone 4s? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've actually got. I don't understand what's going on because my my download speed before I started the show was like about thirty you thirty got, meg you down like and about a, twenty meg up, and it's just like it's a packet priority. IMDb is like, yeah, is apparently it, something on IMDb is going. Guess what? Yeah, I'm about to screw you. It's hard. taking packet priority for who knows why, but mm-hmm. it, I I don't care how you paint this. That's a man shaped hole in the wall, yeah. and nah. I hate it. <laughs> The only I mean, time that works is cartoons. F it in real life. They it crossed into cartoons so much. I mean, the you know we talked about the the white flag. We talked about. I mean, even the whole skateboarding thing. The you know mm-hmm. tossing into space and the whole flipping uh, upside down. You know all that stuff. Also, they don't explain how suddenly he has Tony Hawk skills at the end. Do you know right. what I mean? Oh, and and right. You know there why does that. he have this kick-ass skateboard in his duffel bag? Yeah, chicken um, the bucket, and not be really good at skateboarding. <laughs> we could change. We <laughs> could change end. chicken the bucket to kick ass skateboard in a bag because they did, yeah. there's no explanation for that. You right. got on the one kids and couldn't barely stand on it, and you kicked it into the sky, and it went into space. Like you're a well, terrible the, skateboarder, and then suddenly the one, you're awesome. I don't get it. It made no. I was trying to figure that scene out because the skateboard he stood on was one of the neighborhood kids, but it was the same skateboard that. Christopher Lloyd was working on at the beginning and you could even see the weld marks on the trucks. And I was trying to figure, was it supposed to mean that he did a bad job? Was the board not right? I don't know. I was trying really hard. I tried movie. Look movie. I tried really hard to connect the dots. It's not my fault if I can't do it. Well, I think that brings up another thing I wrote down. I wrote this down. I mean, it's, it's minor in the scope of all the other things in this film that are like, what, what? Uh, so Christopher Lloyd gets home from a rough day at work. He's he wants to work on stuff in the shed. 
So he goes into the bedroom where he keeps his welding mask and his yeah. tools, then goes out to the shed. Yeah, it's okay so, because I can explain that part because Shelley yeah. Duvall and Christopher Lloyd they play a little bit of role playing stuff. Oh, so yeah, okay. We had just found out that she is the worst lingerie wearer <laughs> that has ever existed. It actually took me forever. Like they give you they, this horrible thing in this movie where when you meet somebody, they pan up from their feet all the way to their face yes. real slow. Yeah. And then that person says something yeah. like if that ever happened in real life, you would just you would die. Yeah. But uh, when, when we come in and see her, she's standing in a door frame and we pan up from the feet to the face. And I'm like, what is she wearing? Because yeah. it's not sexy. No, nope. right. right. it's nope. like she put on more clothes to be sexy. <laughs> yeah. Baby Ruth, Dr. Ruth. Right. It was weird. It was like, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know. That looked dumb. But that's Shelly Duvall, right? That's yeah, her, that's, that's her yeah. thing. She like she, she played quirky in this and I liked her in this. She was fine. Yeah. 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 She wasn't really used that much. Her kids got, they were on just enough to say, get a grip dad or Jeez. radical once or oh, twice. Oh, get a grip. So I forgot all about, yeah. I, I totally I, forgot about get a grip. Yeah. Get a grip dad. Ugh, shut up. Yeah, the the kid at the end who says cowabunga made me bark. Oh, you yeah, know, I threw up a little too, just a little bit, just enough. Was to, it gross? Yeah, was just a, just enough to get just uh, just a little enough enough of a barf to go. Oh, just and swallow that back down. That's how. Oh, that. and we talked about this before we started recording, but Elizabeth Moss. Oh, oh where yeah. is she? Who's Handmaid's she? Tale is the little girl with her uh, uh, thing stuck in a tree. Cat stuck in a tree. Shut <laughs> up! She's the girl tree. he launched in the air. That ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You're and kidding then she, me. And she didn't land again until uh, like two years ago. And then she started had a show. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> this is the worst Handmaid's prequel I've ever heard of. <laughs> That's why I just tweeted, blessed be the fruit of Hulk. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That new season was really good. Anyway, uh, there's your there's your movie. That's it. Now, we didn't really talk about Hulk Hogan very much. Uh specifically we've talked a little around it oh i like you mean about that whole gawker thing don't no you not that i just mean like oh, okay. like just in general did he ever did, did he ever deserve to be in movies like this is not john no. cena this is not the dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> this is the wrong pick this is a guy who should not but, be in films i but it's, it's a cordon i mean if you stick him in a role like no holds barred i mean that works because uh you know he's a wrestler it makes well, sense. if he plays hulk hogan i think he can do the role sure right. sure because then it's that two note you know two-dimensional hulk hogan thing oh i forgot he was in rocky three well he's also well, how yeah, could you he's, forget he's, that he's he, just a, a trick boxer a boxer like all he does is get in the ring and fight right yeah, so yeah it's a very small thing but also mm -hmm. you forgot that he was in his best friend's girlfriend <laughs> 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 She used to be mine. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, um, and, and I'm bummed we don't have uh, uh, Gremlins 2 back on the list, or I think it got taken, pulled or something before we could watch hmm. it. But uh, Oh, he was? He also makes an appearance in there, yeah. I don't really. That. Was Gremlins he... 2 needs to be on our, I'm gonna. I'm putting it back on our list, because he, he, uh, we do get some more Hulkster in that one, and it's good. Okay. It's good Hulkster. I right. don't remember him being in that. Hmm. I think he's got a show on the um, on the Clamp Network. God, I got to go back and watch Gremlins too. I don't remember that what's, at all. What Clamp the... is the Trump? Right. Ah. What What's hmm. the? Uh, 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 he doesn't have his reality show anymore, right? That's done. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Every, <laughs> everything. Everything. Uh, everything kind of ended for Hulk Hogan in terms of being a oh, being no. a, like a, a, a celebrity <laughs> when he was. 
when when some stuff surfaced where he was found to have uh, been using the n-word and privately. That was, oh, right. oh, and that was oh, his, and that was his too, point, yeah. right? His point was that's why I'm suing you because I don't have any money anymore, right? I yeah. What's money. his name? Terry What's McTaint or something? Something taint. Bolea. Bolea. Oh, Bolea. Terry Bolea. <laughs> why have I got taint in there? Um, <laughs> Terry the Taint. Terry, Terry his number one enemy in the Terry room. Terry the Taint. I thought it was Terry McTaint. What's, what's his move? Terry, Smell my taint? Terry, what is it? I want to know. <laughs> the every, chode grabber. You don't understand. Every wrestling move is smell my taint. That's all the moves. That's everything. <laughs> so wait a minute, though. So he, I didn't realize that he went into that thing kind of in debt and stuff. and, and Not necessarily in debt, although they did show, like, that court case is fascinating. You should study that court case. It is so interesting from top to bottom. Yeah, it's going to make so a really much, good, much gonna weird be a, stuff. It's going to be a good documentary in the right hands, I feel like. Like somebody's gonna make yeah, a good documentary about that in in the future when reality isn't so absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the like the bottom line is in 2015 when Gawker started publishing this thing, and and the whole the whole reason that he sued them was because they said over and over they will never not publish this. They were gonna like <laughs> they were gonna keep publishing it over and over and over. Right. It was a sex tape with his friend uh, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Mm. And there and and there was a transcript of some recordings of him where he uses the N word repeatedly and in a very very derogatory manner, like not offhandedly oh. using it. No, he's and a huge like douche. Most people use it. And he's a and huge douche. Right, yeah, like uplifting way. Yeah. Right. Okay, somebody, Brian, somebody by the way. <laughs> someone's which way did the, the guy? Which way did the Papa John's founder use it? <laughs> <laughs> very very derogatory, right? As if. I, <laughs> Which way did the Papa John's guy use it? I think <laughs> I'm saying there would have been a difference if the only thing we had on Hulk Hogan was that he was singing along to some hip hop song. Oh, That's, gotcha. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right, making right, a right. distinction. Okay, Context. yeah, gotcha. he was Context. he was really really wrong, and he lost everything. Like he, the WWE scrubbed him from their mm -hmm. existence. You cannot find him on their website in their history, etc. Yeah, well, it goes to so. goes with. Randy's notion that he's among the worst humans. There you go. Oh, he totally. So when you're mad and, and you want to send an email about how you're quitting uh, film sack, like I got the other day, ah! <laughs> because I, you know, because I'm I don't quitting. like, I don't like what Adam Baldwin says in, in, uh, in real life. Uh, now you got a new one. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I side with Terry oh. McTaint. I think this has been maligned. Why even bring it up, Scott? Because I think there's absolutely no way that that guy is possibly still listening to this oh, show. No, about no, he because quit. you know pe people that that send a whole email explaining why they're quitting, they never stick around to see if their name gets brought up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use his name, but anyway. Um, all right, well, let's do. Some, you want to do clips? I got a yes. ass load. Oh, how did you not have? Please tons tell of me clips. you've got some. Oh. Oh, I do yes. actually. Have we talked about Hulk Hogan singing in this movie. Well, singing? Wait, you mean singing. rapping? Yeah, he rapped. Whatever mean, he's doing. Talking? Oh, God. Brian, it's so Wait, bad you blocked it out I already. Blocked yeah. it out. I totally blocked it Horrible. out. <laughs> All right, so well, the top of the show. Let's start with a prom night moment in Brian Ibbett's past. <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> this is uh, some time ago, uh, prom, so a long time ago. And. Um, this is what Brian said during the night. Great. So what's next? There you go. That's it. Great. <laughs> okay. right. I, I actually put steroids directly into my neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my voice is all jacked. All right. Here's uh, something about Earthlings. I hate Earthlings. Why does he hate Earthlings? He hasn't even been there before. 
Well, he I doesn't say that, but he does say he hates earthlings. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if he ever says that he hasn't been there before, but I think no. yeah, but if I he's, guess we just have a reputation in the universe for being Yeah, but then yeah, when he gets that. there, he doesn't know how anything works. So how right. does he know a thing about did you, by the way, did you think that he had some sort of magical powers when they're showing the yes. dog in the truck and they're showing the guy eating in yes. the uh, diner and then it like blinks and the guy's yes. in the in the truck yes. and the dog's what? in the diner? Did you think he had like was... some sort of like boom, yes. swap places power? Yeah. Yes, that's the joke, right? Well, no, he was supposed it was supposed to be time passed and he yeah. swapped places and gave the dog the nice meal and put the guy where the dog was time to treat passed. him. And then there took was his no time. Well, that's my point. It was poorly handled. So I totally understand yeah. why it looked like he blinked him, but they didn't blink him. He just, yeah. I mean, when he didn't use that power later on in the film, I thought, okay, well that must've been, so he actually got the guy out of the diner, took his clothes, <laughs> yes. changed in the parking lot. Yeah, Broad daylight, by the way, broad daylight, outdoor cafe on him. And the guy, <laughs> And the guy and then, didn't realize the muzzle was on him until we see him in the truck. Yeah. Right. And then he puts the dog in the in the uh the guy's diner, seat, lets him yeah. have his food. Seat, and then just walks off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got, got it. it. You got it. Nailed it. I just had to figure out the timeline because you couldn't start with the you couldn't start with the dog. Yeah. Yeah, no, you it's have to get the dog second. Most of his most of <laughs> most of his battles were social justice kind of things. Throughout this whole movie, it right? was except like, mime. Time, but it was right? mostly yeah. <laughs> Getting rid of mimes is, is social. Oh justice. yeah, we didn't talk about the mime. The idea that there's a mime just at weird times of the day out practicing his mimery, oh yeah, yeah, is weird. Sure. I didn't get it. Now, did, did I put did I put the two things together at the end when uh when he comes up to the ice cream truck guy and that's the mime? He's he's changed jobs. Yeah, oh. that's the guy. No, you're right. Oh, like, I nope. did not catch that at I, all. I, caught I it. wondered if I missed some sort of interaction between him and the, the ice cream guy. <laughs> you no, guys thought you guys thought the ice cream guy was just freaked out about it. his pants, and that was it. You thought, oh no, <laughs> these pants, I must drive away now. But it was the, it was the mime in there. I was busy trying to figure out what Hulk Hogan had said. He wanted, or do you have a, a bomb pop? A, yes, for a bomb pop. Yeah. Okay, a bomb pop. I couldn't figure it out, but I was like. How does he know anyway what that is? He doesn't know anything about anything. No, right. he doesn't. Apparently, bomb pops are universal. Yeah. Right. Universe, he, I mean universe. He jacked in. He learned about bomb pops and how to ride a Whoa. skateboard. Now it's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he jacked in, everybody. You heard me. Here is some terrible music. It's a nice place to live. But I wouldn't want to visit. Such a nice place to live. Nah. <laughs> That uh, I I, I I want a whole album of. Okay, well here's that one. That's good. There you go. It's pretty uh, good. I love it. Did you get? It's like the backing music you hear between behind uh, David S. Pumpkins during the dancing. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. That is exactly right. Yep, nailed it. Here is uh, Larry Miller making me laugh. People, Charlie. People caring about people. People giving to other people. That's the way I choose to live. Not being a taker. What are those? The blueprints? <laughs> Freaking takes him. He's got good timing. Those. I like that guy. It makes me laugh. Yeah. And, and then he was like, these are adequate. Yeah. It was good. These are it was okay. good. Full, full scene. Yeah. yeah. He's all right. I have a few more from him later, but uh, here's some yelling time I wrote. I don't remember what it was for. Shelly! Oh, it's doc brown when she converts his uh his man cave oh into yeah which by the way was amazing does she have superpowers because she did that in a day and also had time to get sexy 
and to and put go on, put signs up around the neighborhood. Come up yeah. with those really detailed signs and put them and up around the amazing. neighborhood. And you yeah. know what? We find out at the end that she, in all of her remodeling, has been building dynamite into the walls of the houses. Yep. <laughs> yep. Who knew? She was such a pyrotechnic. Right. Uh, here's uh, him. Uh, he wants to rent the apartment. Which, by the way, those signs were apartment for rent and an arrow. Yes. And then yes. a giant windy neighborhood with no idea whose house that must refer to. It's the one dumbest of the first things thing. I brought up, Scott. Uh, no, I nah. know. Oh, you did when? Just now? Yeah, no, earlier no, we talked about the show. It. Oh, I, mean, like, I forgot that. Because what's great about it is as he's walking, as he tears the sign off the uh, the telephone pole. And as he's walking, he keeps looking at it, I guess, to keep seeing where the arrow is pointing. Oh, so you did way. talk about it, right? Now I remember. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It is. It really is. All yeah. right. Well, he's here to rent the apartment. I'm here to rent the apartment. It's as simple as that. I just... I just <laughs> uh, here's the army guy in the Jeep. Great strength. Piss-ass balance. There you go. It's, yeah. Uh, and I don't see. I know uh, we usually do the worst IMDB photo. Um, <laughs> can I point you to the worst wikipedia photo of somebody in imdb sure uh for jack elam i'll put it in i'll put it in our slack uh but jack elam's oh you can actually even see it in slack like it it puts that photo in slack oh uh hold on where is it oh my god here's a guy who now has the beard well who had the beard and Mm -hmm. needed the beard like the beard was wait yeah apparently back in the day he was a, a a minor bond villain (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah look at look that like, Ugh, weird a, a very very minor bond villain his uh look at him uh what was his what how did oh he, he really people? was in a i don't remember him no being i'm i'm making fun of this picture oh, oh gotcha oh, okay. yeah he looks like johns he looks like uh richard keel richard keel yeah sitting all lonely at the trek convention remember that just <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad last time i, I ever like, saw that poor guy anyway also like yeah. the idea of turning your uh your war jeep into that you sent back piece by piece all, you know <laughs> like like in mash Right. Uh, that 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 you put, sent piece by piece back home, and then you put as a planter in your front yard. Yep. And just yeah, sent it. That's, but you that's sent it. Great. I like that actually. I, I, that's a great looking. Yeah, Radar yeah. did that, right? Radar sent a jeep home piece by piece or no, something. What, was it was it Radar that did it? I can't remember. I thought it was Radar. I it was Clinger. No, well, I, I thought it was watching it. Okay. I thought it was and Clinger. And that's based. That's a joke that's based on a Johnny Cash song, right? Oh. Right. One piece at a time. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know that was. Bad yeah, he jeep. steals a Cadillac from the factory by by <laughs> stealing one piece at a time whatever he can get into his lunchbox. But unfortunately it takes him so long and the, and the models change so frequently over time that what he ends up with is like this Frankenmobile, which has, you know, two headlights on one side, one headlight on the other and fenders, you know, okay. You know, that'll get you into Folsom prison. If you do that, it is the best Johnny cash song. I don't care what you say. Wow. You know, I, I will always say, uh, don't take your guns to town is the best Johnny cash song, but, I'll allow uh, eh, one piece. Are talking about time. Rudy? Is song. that Rudy? Don't take your guns to town. Is uh, Kenny Rogers? Is it? Uh, no. Wait a minute, Kenny You're Rogers. You're talking Rudy. Don't take your. Oh, it's don't take your love to town. I'm thinking of a different song. Oh, no. right. well, he's got the right. He's got this chicken. It's really good chicken that Kenny hey, Rogers. Shot a man in Reno just to walk and die. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Uh, it's pretty Johnny dark, Cash. by the way. Check Shoot. out Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cash. No, don't take your guns. That's actually that's yes. Brian Ibbett, but yeah. Yeah. That's by the way, <laughs> shooting someone Thank just you. to watch them die is freaking dark, man. Think of that. It is. Yeah. yeah. Super dark. 
Anyway, here's uh, here's there had to be another reason. Here's another. This is that guy again. <laughs> what the hell? Time for the Charlie Wilcox show. I just sit in this Jeep all day. There's a toilet built in this thing. All right, here's the uh, you are too close. What you are too close. Oh, it's a damn dog the or the car. car. You are too close. Yeah, I hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, shocking sound. Now, do you guys remember the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Of, what? Say it again. Do you guys remember? You guys remember the proximity car alarms? Do you guys? Oh yeah. Would you ever have experience with those? Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They had they had motion sensors, and if you were within, within a certain area outside the car, it would go off. Oh, yeah, it would go. The, the car it, they didn't talk the to 90s. you, but yes, they would. They'd have like. Oh, an we alarm. had one that would talk to you. You could program. You could actually. You could actually tell it. You could make a recording as well. Oh, I had really? the only one I knew of was like yeah. this one I saw on like a Toyota MR2 or something. Where it would go, it would give like a warning beep or like a burp, burp. not a, not a full alarm. But then if you got closer, burp, burp. it would get louder. And then if you got real close, it would full on go off. <laughs> Brian, another thing, Brian worked at Blockbuster during the '90s, and as well, also as any good uh, uh, red blooded Southern American, I also installed car stereos and alarms. And uh, there there were some pretty cool ones out there. And one of them I, I loved was the proximity alarm with the voice recording so you could record your own voice your own yep. message oh. yeah so, your own vo- yep hey good looking like my mr microphone i miss i miss those days when you know like i got my first car and i would there was a car stereo store on every block and you'd go in and the store was just somebody had bought a space and then they had erected plywood yep from mm. ceiling to to floor and stuck car stereo parts in the plywood. Yeah, like they were mounted in a they were, they were they were mount but you know basically fake mounts, but you're right, it would be like plywood that wasn't like finished or anything. I remember this. Yeah. This then, was a then thing. Then you could go around, you could push the buttons and try this and yeah. try that. And, and sometimes the the really expensive ones they'd put behind like glass door enclosures and you'd go yeah. in there and really experience the sound or whatever and See, this is why we need a blockbuster museum. We don't want to forget about this kind of stuff or stupid little stereo. So shots. you're asking for a car stereo museum? Is that what you're asking for? Is that what you want? I am not. I'm I'm demanding it. <laughs> don't away, away. If it's right, they yeah, still those have are still these. around. We don't like really. Yeah, car stereos have not become obsolete. Like okay, no, 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 no. I, I can go to I can go to the Toyota dealership and get a, an awesome car stereo. They have yeah, them no. at Best Buy. But I'm talking about that mom and pop operation that was on every block. Yeah. Well, we've in the got 90s. we've got things out here called car toys, and oh. it's a place where you go and you either have car stereos installed or speed uh, or rear speed. view cameras installed or speed detector things installed. Yeah, but we, I don't we think have, I, I think I think the argument is just like just like yes, you can go to the last blockbuster. Listen, you can't. You, you may have had me at blockbuster, especially if you. <laughs> encased it you're like basically encased the walls behind glass and stuff but uh no you're not uh not selling you the mom and pop all right selling me the mom and pop look, car stereo look you're, you're just like you y'all you're terrible you're just like all those people that wouldn't let uh uh george lucas set up his little museum out there in uh oh in yeah California. What's yeah that that's the re- that's uh, let me let me set up my stupid museum as many as i want where i want get out of my yeah, face and, and i would like to i would like to believe that at the grocery store there's going to be a chain of boxes next to the red box that still <laughs> sell car stereos be called boom box <laughs> that's pretty perfect. good that's pretty good i don't yeah. uh I, I i will tell you a chain that i do look i do not look forward to being gone because i do i do value my time in there despite the fact that i 
rarely buy anything there anymore because I'm such a digital dude now. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad when Barnes & Noble doesn't exist. And you know, it's the writing's on the wall. At some point, oh, that yeah. will be the big final last chain to go away. There'll be one left in Bend, Oregon <laughs> or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be sad because I like the vibe. I like going in there and sitting down in a little coffee area and you know reading some magazine about car stereos or... <laughs> Just to tie, bring it back, uh, or whatever. Like I'm, I'm gonna miss that. That's a thing because I walked in there the other day and I realized, not for the first time, but it hit me again. Every single thing in that store, except for the pop toys and like board games, every book, every magazine, all of it would fit on my phone. Everything that was in there, multiple copies yeah. of it, the entirety of the quote unquote physical data of that entire multi-acre store would fit in my freaking pocket. Which includes a copy of Suburban Commando. Yeah, it would. Nice. It absolutely no, no, a, would. A double pack of Suburban <laughs> Commando right. and, Mr. and Mr. Nanny. At some point, someone's going to realize that in a major way. It's just going to hit them, and they're going to go, why is this open still? And that will be the final. That'll be the death knell. Because they're always on the teetering anyway, and I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not the point. The point is, here's a shocking sound. There, that's all. That's what I want to play there for you. Thank you. You bet. Uh, here's uh, old lady. I just like that because that's after she got hit in the face with a melon and uh, she made a funny spitting sound. <laughs> she just she just had front row seats to the Gallagher Hulk Hogan show and she did not care for it. No. She wants her money back. Um, here's some bad talk. Ruthless interplanetary killers with the deadliest high-tech weaponry in existence may be on their way here right now because of you. That's some some sweet dialogue reading. Wow. Hulk. That has to be the yeah. longest line they gave him for this movie, by the way. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Did they credit him as Hulk Hogan or Terry? Yes, uh, Terry as Hulk Tate? Hogan always. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the 80s, he has always insisted on only being Hulk Hogan. That's one of the things I was talking about. It's weird. This is a guy who lives as a character, not just he doesn't just play a character when he's in public. He lives as that character. So when he so that's why it's significant that during that trial, he was suddenly Terry McTaint or whatever. Well, and the and they found a judge that they could sneak the most ridiculous legal argument past ever, which is that he is two people. They they in this case. And again, you've got to study it. It's bizarre. They came along and made the case that he is two different people and that mistreating one of those people injured the other. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just unbelievable. It's really weird. Also, yeah. I remember from the original postings they were doing on Gawker, somehow it had gotten to me that grainy gray black and white crappy security camera image of him in that mm. room with that lady. And it wasn't like you can't even tell what the hell's going on, but there's a shot of him standing with his back to the camera and he's buck naked and his ass is so white that <laughs> it looks like shorts brother <laughs> it looks like he's yeah, got he shorts still, on but that dude is tanned was, everywhere but there yeah he was he was still in pretty good tan shape for the for the movie we watched oh uh, yeah and yes yeah he's, yes he, but that that only lasts for so long so what you saw that that butt area that's the, that's the real hogan that's oh yeah, yeah. Right that's here. the one. That's the <laughs> the true Hogan is is below the waist. Is what we right. know about that. All right, here's some. Uh, I don't know what this is. Hey, this isn't a cultural powwow here. The killers are loose on your streets out there. Oh, I I know that. That's what it was. It was the use of here and there. 
The the use of here and there is weird. Listen to that again. Hey, this isn't a cultural powwow here. The killers are loose on your streets out there. It's just too many too many uses <laughs> yes. of here. Wow, ends one sense with here, and the ends the other sense with there. Yeah, it's, it's like here and there. And it's really yeah. funky. All right, uh, frozen. What? I was frozen today. Okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> I was frozen today. Okay, he sings it like Ian McKellen. Yeah, he totally did. <laughs> you shall not pass. Hey, <laughs> it was funny when he was in the car, like frozen, sticking out of it. I thought that was kind of yeah, funny. yeah. yeah. It was, and it was pretty good. Uh, you know, pretty good Lightness. acting by Christopher Lloyd to like what, not break. That- uh-huh. Wait, was that? I thought that was actually a dummy. Was that no, not a dummy? I think no, that was, that was really, I, This is. Totally I think this him. is before they could like do those realistic looking CSI dummies. Yeah, that looked that looked well, like that, him. In that case, good job. <laughs> yeah, and now I mean, you freeze you're frame on a bu- not freeze frame, but like pan on a bunch of people in that bank were all frozen who, you know, like had to stop breathing for a second. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't moving. like it when they keep the camera on those people too long because you can see them moving a little bit. You know. Yeah. But yeah. like uh, they're doing something on Westworld that makes people freeze really authentically, and I can't oh, figure out what yeah. it is. Yeah, because they're still in the same room with these people, or at least they're moving around them, but they're digitally freezing the people somehow, or mm-hmm. eliminating jitter yeah. or shake, or right. it's crazy. Yeah, I do that in Premiere. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, you probably can. <laughs> probably can. Yeah, I bet you All could. Right. There was no Premiere in 1991. All right, Larry Miller laughs funny, and here's one time of it. <laughs> All right, and then he does it again. <laughs> these are all jokes. <laughs> I, like him. I like him. I like him a lot. You, Randy, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's all right. I bet in real life he's the best. I bet he has never had a me too moment. Say. <laughs> he's never me too'd. Um, all right, let's see here. Where are we now? Oh yeah, how about this? The one-liners are lame, and here's proof. Have a nice flight, camel breath. What does that even mean? What does it mean? I don't know. But it I, sounds I, racially I, insensitive. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, those guys smoked a lot back then, and Camels was definitely a, a popular no-filter brand. So, I mean, I don't know. You maybe, think that or, was it? Uh, I'm, no, you're giving I mean, him too much credit. How would he know that? How would this character know that? He wouldn't know. I don't know, but I did like when they shot the bounty hunter up into through the building as he was being uh, with his with his boots. Yeah. It, they they kept him attached to a column, and he was obviously being lifted through all these, uh, mm. you know, the, all this cardboard stuff that he was flying through. But it was it was kind of a cool. And also, really dumb-looking scene. Yeah, it was super I dumb. Figure out if I was like, yeah, no, yeah, what is this? Never liked it. Bothered me the whole time. Here's some grunty sounds that he makes. I'm sure this was in post, but here you go. <laughs> hey, that was that was still a hundred percent less grunting than any Schwarzenegger movie we've seen. So yeah, but that's, I mean, at least that's iconic. Or grunting. his sex tape. Yeah, or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best friend's wife. What are you gonna do? All right, here's a <laughs> here's a kid's voice. Oh, what is this? A tag team? You're a dead man, Ramsey. No wonder you guys never talk. No, because you sound like kids. Get it? Uh, I yeah. actually I actually thought that was kind of cute. No, it, it wasn't. Was cute. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, kinda... Come on, both of you Look. are adults here. Don't tell me you thought it was cute. It was not cute. I thought it was cute, but I'll also watch Baby Geniuses and and not complain. You own you those. Do? You have those on DVD or something, don't you? I don't own none of those, okay. but I've seen them. <laughs> okay, you've seen them in the last blockbuster. <laughs> All right, uh, what's this? Oh. No wonder you guys never talk. Oh, I have that separately, just for my own use later. Okay, uh, here's bad guy. Uh, here's a bad guy, yes. Yes. 
I like how he said yes. It's pretty good. Pre- uh, Suta. He also says bad oh, bluff. Yeah. Funny. Bad bluff. Bad bluff. So what was up with his character and his alien powers? Uh, Suta. Yeah, like, right. You cut off his hand and he his alien hand comes out. So is he yeah. an alien in a dude suit or is he... I... Is he Hulk? Is he kind of like a Hulk kind of creature where if you get punched in the nuts or if you get your hand cut off, he like he like, turn yellow and he yeah, goes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like does yeah. he reform? Does he I guess he must have because his hand was back to normal, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, yeah. It I was. don't get that. They would they, they I I'm thinking we are currently thinking more about those rules than they ever did. <laughs> right. We've officially devoted more time to thinking about that character than the yeah. writers of this film. I, right. I feel like we've done more work and we didn't get paid for it. <laughs> but they did. All right, I wrote this is pleasant. This is pleasant. Oh, it's because he said the words. This is pleasant. Great. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't he like that. Really the... said the word is. Yeah, he did. I don't like that the Japanese guy's name was this. Zukaki. Uh, Zukaki bothers me. I don't like it as a name. Zukaki. Yeah, Zukaki sounds like uh, it sounds sexual. I don't like it. Not a fan. After you guys, <laughs> ta- after you guys ta- uh, taught me what that other cocky word means, I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's you. Oh, really? It was here on FilmSack that somebody, yeah. some bukkake thing came up. I'd never heard of it. I'm yeah. like, what is that? Like a sushi thing or like a, what, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, it's, sushi. it's a sushi thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I had no idea. No Certainly idea. Certainly can Google image search that without the same right. filter on. Absolutely. Uh, well, please do. I made the error of following up going, all right, I'm not that naive. What could this possibly be? Oh my gosh. Kind yeah. of thing. Can I recommend though that you don't uh, accidentally search for it on your Oculus Go? Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. That's a good idea. Oh you know what? That's sound like advice. That, That's sound advice. Be like that guy at Anime Expo last week. You heard about that, right? No. no. <laughs> what happened? I can't wait. There, they just, show... let's just, let me just explain something. We move on. Okay. There's a they... video on YouTube of a guy at Anime Expo with VR and a sex doll. Oh. That's all. You, it's all you, you can easily find it. It's absolutely oh. horrible. No one should see this. Okay, I don't want to. I'm officially never going to Google that. Yeah, I'm not either. Here's the funny thing, though. That Anime Expo, I mean, they'll have like entire screening rooms, big dark rooms full of people doing hentai, uh, you know, tentacle porn viewings. Sure. Because it's anime. Because it's, yeah, that's the excuse. (laughs) And And I was told by somebody who heard something on a podcast, and I don't know where they heard it, but apparently there's a uh, show us your hands thing in there they do every once in a while. So like it'll be going and 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 somebody in there will go hands up and everyone has to put their hands up to show that they're not, you know. well, not officially, but just somebody in the audience having fun or like is no, it like somebody who works there? Someone going, who works there, like they do a lights oh, on, hands it. up thing, hand or something. check. Yeah, like a hand check. It's yeah. I, I don't know if it's true, but that's what I heard. I don't know if anything's true anymore. So. <laughs> Could be fake news. Fake news. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, what else do I have? I mean, no, that's it. That's all the things, and that means that uh, we got this here. <laughs> Among the top ten worst things we've seen, check. Maybe in the mm-hmm. top three, check. Wow. Bad pants, check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, didn't like, you didn't like those uh, those late eighties uh, triangle. Weird pants that he was wearing. Those? I I wore them, so oh, I'm not so I'm embarrassed by my previous life I'm behavior. Yeah, you should be. I would be. I am. What am I saying? I am embarrassed. Uh, we got a bunch of Star Trek connections. For example, Tom Morga. He played the mime. Okay, hmm. 
Uh, he holds the record for being the most seen stunt actor slash stuntman in Star Trek between 79 and 2005. Look at me. He has appeared in six feature films and the first four spinoff television series, doubled main actors and guest actors, and played almost every major species in the Star Trek universe. That oh. guy's way cooler than you thought. Uh, Skip Skelricht was a soldier in TNG, played an engineering crewman in The Naked Now. Uh, Punk 2 uh, was, a guy, was a guy in her name, Punk 2. <laughs> Uh, performed stunts in several episodes of Enterprise. Frank Welker was in this. I guess he did a voice. Oh, yeah, he was General Souter's voice when he was the alien. So, oh, cool. Uh, Frank Welker. And you know him. Now the dub work was horrible in this film, by the way. Yeah, it was really Go bad. Ahead. Oh, God, yeah. Really yeah, bad. Yeah, and I think, I think they had to read, like, Hulk had to read up a lot of his own lines because yeah. there yeah. were a lot of points where it didn't match up. And then the big one, of course, uh, Christopher Lloyd, who played Charlie Wilcox, played the role of Klingon Commander Krooge in... Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, which we live sacked at uh, Nerdtacular a couple of years ago. Live sack. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for those, Daryl. We appreciate that. Uh, the Trek nerd who sends us those. The soundtrack grade is shit. Uh, it's not good. It's terrible and mm-hmm. dumb and lame, and I hate There's it. There's a couple of moments where I was like, "Was this from another movie?" Mm-hmm. Like they didn't yeah. pay for an orchestra and a composer and a director to make what sounded like pretty just good run of the mill. You know, sci-fi adventure music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Figured out. There's a lot of this. Lots of that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah le- also left over yeah. from uh, Masters Universe. Yep. Yeah, they found that in the box too, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this CD. <laughs> y'all gonna, Sweet. Y'all going to use these? We're going to CD. More like and a I tape. Just, I bet it was a tape. I just want to acknowledge when I ask a question like, you know, is this from another movie? We don't really care to know. Mm. <laughs> like, don't waste any time actually finding out. <laughs> email, email Brian at yeah let, let Brian know dot com. <laughs> let Brian know he likes to hear this stuff the Brian Dunaway on Twitter that's where you yeah, do it not this one yeah. but that one yeah but that yeah. one uh, it's funny when, whenever Brian uh, Dunaway talks in the third person yeah like earlier yeah. today you went Brian loves this movie and I'm thinking you can't do this on this show you can't do right. it yeah, exactly no you can't uh... yeah otherwise you're just <laughs> people are gonna get confused Brian's not happy. Brian's not happy. I'm quitting Brian's the show. Been watching you. Yeah, Brian's been watching you. <laughs> oh, I love Jimmy. He's the best. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the, uh, the the oh the Twitter post. This is where you guys in 100 uh, damn it 280 characters or the, less. Oh, damn it, Twitter. Sum up this faux uh, this faux film. This film. That's a pretty good uh, name for it. This faux film in uh, 280 characters or less. Let's, as tradition states, start with Randy. And I just want to ask you guys. This is just a little little warning. I am ending. This tweet with the words "the end." Okay. 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 So just so over. You know, the the end is when I'm finished. Okay. Right. Here we go. All right. Suburban Commando. Shelley Duvall and Christopher Lloyd are always funny in slapstick farce. Hulk Hogan is one of our worst living humans, and Larry Miller is never ever ever funny ever, <laughs> ever, 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 uh-huh. ever, uh-huh. ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. The end. Okay. <laughs> You're such a crack smoker. He's great. Go watch the 288 characters. I want to recount. Yeah, we may have to do a recount, but also right. I have ellipses in there and everything. I'll send it to. You. Go watch right. Best in Show. He's fantastic in that. Really good. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Uh, Brian Dunaway. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna yield Randy my uh, Twitter characters by going short. Suburban Commando negotiations have ended. Send in the night mimes. <laughs> Send in the Night Mimes is a whole movie I would watch. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's better than The Purge. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of mimes <laughs> at night. Oh, 
That's a great I, idea. I mind like the night. Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah that's true. It's <laughs> they probably, Ooh, they, I didn't see all you guys there. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Warriors, <laughs> come out and get in your glass boxes. <laughs> come out and pretend you're pulling a rope. <laughs> um, finally, Brian Ibbett. Suburban Commando. I know this is going to offend a lot of people, but this movie is totally fake. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. We're going to get the emails now. It's going to be rough. <laughs> that was an actual, I mean, that was a real conversation. It's real to me. Yeah. That was it's a real, real conversation. Yeah, it's it's going to offend a bunch of people, but they're all teenagers, so we're going to get a bunch of texts. <laughs> Dude, that, that was a real conversation when we were, when we were growing up. Yep. Is wrestling real? It was a real conversation. Yeah, I don't think people had that conversation Do you, do you remember when I, John Stossel got punched on 2020 or whatever it was? Because yeah. uh, he, he, uh, he dared ask that wrestler if it was fake, and that guy punched him and yeah. says, does that feel fake? Does that feel fake to you? Yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> Here's that guy in that the thing Ibbit just uh, referenced. Here he is. It's still real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I love that guy. He's the best. He is. I a, love that guy. He is an important oh, human way, being. The wrestler who punched uh, John Stossel was uh, Doctor D, uh, David Schultz. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that is not really, a real doctor. No, not a real <laughs> doctor. Not, not a real doctor. Fake doctor. But I'm telling you. But you a real D. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it on YouTube because. That's an open hand slap. Oh, it is something else. Yeah, he didn't punch me. Slapped him. That's yeah, right. Slapped him. Yeah. yeah. Which is even worse Oof. somehow. You know? Like getting yeah. punched, that's one thing. That's a manly thing to take. Getting open hand slapped, oh, it yeah. just mm-hmm. feels like you mm-hmm. are in the you are meant to be discouraged beyond belief. Right. And poor John Stossel exactly. on the ground going, Well, okay, I guess th-. I don't know how to do this voice, but whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he sure showed me. He showed me. <laughs> twenty twenty, John Stossel. Back to you. <laughs> uh, here's uh oh look look what I got. These were the titles that almost happened. Uh, they almost called this movie "Subhuman Crap Mando." Eh, or actually, it was actually originally called "Urban Commando." Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, or "Sombrero Mandingo" was almost the name. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Crazy, right? Things that you learn on oh. the show. Uh, we got an email. We always get them here at filmsack.gmail.com. This came from Caitlin and uncharacteristically warm England. And we would like mm. to just uh, concur and say everywhere feels a little un- uncharacter- uncharacteristically warm at the moment. <laughs> it's freaking hot here. It's like 103 already where I live. Anyway, hi, Scott, Randy, Brian, and Brian. On your hi. Full Metal Jacket episode, Randy issued the challenge. Quote, please, <clears throat> please. Let us know if Suburban Commando is your favorite movie of all time, unquote. I remember that request. Anyway, she says, well, uh, well, it may not be my favorite movie of all time. Uh, we Bought a Zoo has that honor. So this might, this might tell you where we're headed. <laughs> we are being trolled. Yep. Uh, it says it was my favorite movie growing up, so I'm super excited to hear you're sacking it. I also, uh, You also mentioned how Dolph Lundgren's looks have improved with age. It made me think of a film called Don't Kill It which is currently streaming on Netflix in the UK at least, which I think would be great sackable material. Apparently that has Dolph Lundgren in it. Keep up the great work, Caitlin. So uh, I have no problem with anybody who thinks that Suburban Commando is awesome and they love it. Sure, of course. But I'm just telling it like I see it. It's oh, okay. I thought you were about to say, but we bought a zoo? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I never saw that. <laughs> so, Who's So what's the deal with that movie? Uh, Matt Damon bought a zoo? Isn't that the... 
Yeah, it yep. is. It is. Yeah. And that's what they did. They bought a zoo. And yeah. it's, it's not and bad. Hilarity sure. ensued. We bought yeah. a it's, zoo. It's supposed to be a feel-good movie. It's a sweet, it's yeah. Exactly what it is, a feel-good movie. It actually made a lot of money. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is in the middle of Cameron Crowe's horrible decline. And, like, Cameron Crowe still knows how to make a movie. Yeah. But it's not good. Well, it's 7.1 on IMDb is not bad. It's, uh, two, no. let's see, 2011. It wasn't that long ago. Well, eight years ago, seven years ago. I enjoyed it. It was all right. Matt Don't Damon's... get me wrong. I like, uh, I like his movie Elizabethtown, and I'm the only one in the world who likes that movie. Hmm. But I'm not saying it's great. Okay. All right. I haven't seen it. Maybe I should. I mean, is it just about they bought a zoo and tried to run a zoo? Is that the deal? Yep. Okay. That's it. Right. it. That's as far as you need to go right there. That's it. All right. Congratulations. Spoiler, spoiler. The ending is right there in the title. Well, I guess not the ending, but the ending, the, the beginning and the middle are right there in the title. Who needs a sequel to uh, Vanilla Sky when you've got Cameron Crows? We bought a zoo. Uh, right. I wish we could sack it. It's not on Netflix. Why do they call it like zoo people or something better? Like we bought a zoo. It's just a dumb. That's a dumb title. That's not dumb. It's, it's, it describes what the movie is. Yeah. We bought a zoo. It's like saying... We went to space instead of Apollo 13 or something. You know what I mean? Well, uh, well uh, or, or John I mean, dies at the end. A, that's a re- <laughs> right. another fine film. Apollo 13 is a, is a really fine description of, of something that, that we all can relate to. But, I mean, we can't relate to buying a zoo. So you got to tell what you're doing. You and should, and so, the joke is that it's like what they tell people. Like, uh, hey, what's new with you? Oh, we bought a zoo. Oh, we bought oh, a zoo. Too. Which is a little did weird, see, I guess. Did you see Downsizing? No. No, I hear that's good though. It's like it. uh, like thoughtfully good. Yeah, it's I is that a is a that's a Justin Matt Bateman Damon. thing? Oh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon Shrinky People movie. They shrink people. Yeah, Shrinky down. Dinky, Shrinky Dinky people. Oh, the Shrinky Dinky people is a better title. I like that. <laughs> we now, bought a people, Shrinky Dinky machine. Honey, <laughs> 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 I Shrinky Dinky the myself. I want I want <laughs> the new Born movie to be called. Uh, I punched a guy. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the trailer. That was the whole selling point of that trailer. They could have showed nothing else, just him punching a guy. I went to Mars. Okay. You guys have given me the idea for a great, it won't be Babel Royale, but a great trivia. Uh-oh. Awesome. All right. Like basically, you know, taking the We Bought a Zoo movie idea and coming up right. with other movies. That's a great that idea. Name. That's yes. a great idea. Right. We hurry up and do it before this episode goes out live because someone will steal it. It's a really right. good idea. I, I uh, broke out of jail through a movie poster. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Prison. Uh, and I'd just like to say one more thing prison. about Cameron Crowe. I don't understand why none of his movies are on Netflix, because we could probably watch one for this show, because Cameron Crowe makes those kind of movies. And But they're not on Netflix. But uh, his brother Russell has a movie on Netflix. It's called Body of Lies, and it's directed by Ridley Scott. Wait, his brother Russell, Russell and Cameron Crowe aren't I think, brothers? I think Randy's... You guys don't miss any. Randy is yanking <laughs> our chain. But also, we did no, see... No, we're Vanilla. not getting away with that. We saw Vanilla Sky. That was a Netflix joint at the time yeah, yeah it was crap too. yeah well that's, i did that's not what I'm yeah. talk about vanilla sky hey, was a i don't weird know movie. if it was crap no, uh, it was crap. we're not going back to that movie <laughs> it wasn't very what good what was that what was what was that one with tom cruise where the all the like <laughs> the frogs are falling Mag- magnolia oh magnolia, magnolia. oh oh right not the production Crow, though um right right no that's uh, anderson Paul W. S. Anderson or Paul. Right, right, right. Yes. I love, I love that movie too. Yeah. Who's yeah. the one with Tom Cruise where he was brooding and angry with like red eyes and he was chasing someone on foot? Uh everything. 
Sorry. Everything. Go ahead. No, but hey. Mission, Mission Impossible Three after he puts the uh, puts the gum on the on the uh, aquarium. <laughs> all right, all right. By the way, um, by the way, I am hearing that new yeah. Mission Impossible movie. People are raving about it. Like I heard somebody say, compare it favorably, and I had to go read the full review to get the context. But he compared it favorably to Mad Max Fury Road, and I thought, how do you do that? So I went and read it, and their point was. Uh, one of the reasons that made Fury Road so awesome is so much use of practical effects and real cars and actual, you know, uh, stunts and things. And they say that this movie just leans into that sort of stuff and it's one of the best movies of the year. It's like got a pre-score of like 98% or something. Oh, wow. Like, I can't believe we're this far into that series and, and it might have hit it. It's still getting its peak. It. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, just to, I was going to say, just to put a pin in the whole Cameron Crowe thing, I feel like we could watch singles for a film sack. Oh, me too. We could watch that. We could totally watch Almost Famous for some films. I have never seen Almost Famous, so I would love to see it. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's one of those. Where I just, I, I, I know, I was right up my alley. Oh, it was in my, Scott Johnson. and it was yeah, in my, it was man, not only in my, my Earl in it, it was my, it. in my wheelhouse. It was in my prime time. It was like the perfect yeah. movie for me when it came out. And I just, it, I just missed it. Wow. So, you saw Jerry Maguire, right? Yeah, I did too many times. Okay. I can't quit it, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just can't quit no, that's that movie. Brokeback oh, that's Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> What does she say? <laughs> you complete me. Oh, so you had me at hello or something. Or you had me at hello. Right. Yes. Both of those things from uh, Jeremy Gore. I'll tell you, the ultimate the ultimate, ultimate Cameron Crowe film sack movie is actually at the end of his long decline, which is Aloha from a couple years ago. Hmm. Aloha is so bad. Really? But it's still Cameron Crowe. And yeah. it's Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. Oh, and a, it's an all-star cast of people who aren't Hawaiian. It like, it's still Cameron Crowe. He's it's it's a bad movie, but he's still making movies the way he makes movies. Yeah. Is it kind of like a feel good, say anything kind of thing, or is it a no? Uh, I can't. Oh, no. I can't describe Aloha <laughs> because it has twists and turns that have to do with action adventure that make no sense whatsoever. Oh. And you'll never see them coming. And it's like, what in the hell did I just watch? Yeah. Well, All right. The, oh, I like the fact that it's got Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams, John Krasinski. Yep. Wow. If it, if it ever goes streaming, we're watching Aloha because yeah, um, it's so. Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. You know him. Shut up. Yeah, he's yeah. in it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Hey, Bill Murray. So if this doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Mission Impossible, Fallout, early reviews. One of the best action movies of all time. Critics so wow. far hail the latest Ethan Hunt adventure as not just the best of the series, but possibly an all time great action film ever. Like that's crazy talk. I'm so excited. That is crazy. When does that come out? This, uh, this week? July July 26th. That's yeah, two it's weeks. Uh, a couple two weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm excited about this for some reason. Yeah. I'm jazzed about it. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. What about skyscraper? How's that doing? Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> actually hard. everyone I've talked right. to, uh, Tom Merritt in particular, thought it was freaking terrific. He loved it. He said oh, it was. Wow. Okay. He said it was a. It's it's a it's a riff on. It's like um, Inferno meets. Die hard and work somehow, like just you're talking towering inferno, right? towering inferno, right? Yeah, yeah sorry. And it's also it's also a check your brain at the door and just go with it kind of movie. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah totally I'm into that. As long as I know, as long as I'm expecting that, and it just doesn't turn out to be, uh, you know, like oh yeah, you should have checked your brain at the door. Like, right. so <laughs> I hear people just they're just having a great time in there. Like it's a fun, well made one of those. So 
Yeah. I want to see it. Okay. All right. I might have to jump in. Yeah. But if you haven't seen Ant-Man yet, that's the movie you oh, need to go Oh, for see. sure. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing... I still haven't seen... I'm, I'm so behind on movies. This Kickstarter's killing me. But I think we're going to go tonight <laughs> to see... Um, Incredibles, Incredibles 2. 2 finally. Cool. So I'm just behind, but I'll get there. I'll catch up. I'll get, I'll get up I there. Look, nice. I, hope, I hope we get to talk about that after you see it, Scott, because I, I thought about you more than once that movie. Oh, really? Did you have to do a hand check? Hand check! <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. Wait, so you haven't seen Ant-Man yet either? No. No. Oh, I've not seen I anything. Know. I think I would say Ant-Man first before... Ant-Man first. Well, yeah, because spoiler, if you don't, no, I'm just kidding. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Uh, I didn't see um, Deadpool two. I haven't seen. Wow. There's a whole bunch of summer stuff wow. I've just missed. I'm wow. feeling bad. Hey for guys, you, you guys, guys, I have a perfect antidote to frequent movie watching in theaters. <laughs> it's called Kickstarter. Launch a Kickstarter and then have to fulfill it during those months. It's shocking how little wow, you see like movies. Poor planning. Yeah, I know. It's all on me. I'll take it. <laughs> Um, Actually, anyway, yeah. What? I, I'm I, I'm willing to I'm willing to come help out, man. I can I can cut a uh, playing card out of a <laughs> out of a sheet. Well, that's some scissors. That part, if only that was the. <laughs> that's not really the part I'm doing. But... You have to cut your own sheets. No, like cut your own card. Oh no, hell no! With scissors. No freaking lefty scissors. The main deck is being the main deck's being produced at Bicycle of all places, so they're going to be. Oh, nice! They got the oh, whole nice. full uh, meal. Actual, uh, hey, that's one of the two card companies I've ever heard of. Yeah, Hoyle, Hoyle and uh, and Bicycle. Bicycle, that's yeah, those two too. Yeah, yeah. No one says I want to ride my Hoyle. Whatever. Oh, weird. Uh, so that's the show. Uh, by the way, that email came to us, and we love that it did, uh, Caitlin. Thank you very much. And it was so easy to get. It came to us at filmsack at gmail.com, and we love, love reading your emails. Now, one thing I did ask for last week that I promise we'll get to, I just have to kind of go through them and find the ones that I can kind of shorten, because it turns out everyone sent books worth of information about what it's like to go to basic training. Mm. Did it match cool. up with how it's portrayed in the movie Full Metal Jacket? What is it like today versus then? All these kinds of things. Really great stuff. I just need to kind of compress some of it so it's not long because it's super long. Uh, but thank you, everybody who did that. Apparently, we have a number of veterans who listen to the show and and currently serving folks who listen to the show. So that's always nice. Excellent. Uh, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. Thanks for being here. Filmsack.com is our website. And uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, at Filmsack. I don't usually mention this, so I'm going to do it right now because why not? The Brian Dunaway. Uh, Randy Deluxe. Oh. I almost called you Ryan Deluxe for some reason. Weird. Randy Deluxe. Uh, Brian Ibbett is over at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson. And like I said before, the show's at Filmsack. Leave us a review on iTunes. You want more great shows? Find those at filmsack.com. And uh, that'll take you over to frogpants.com. It's all connected over there. And you can find other cool stuff. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Brother. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm here to rent the apartment.